Tonight on the podcast, we are talking about <clears throat> piracy and how they're coming to get you. Marvel Studios delaying more films. Ted Lasso 3 catching delays. Squid Games wanting old Leonardo DiCaprio. Keanu Reeves coming back to uh, Constantine. What's this world coming to? And a new Karate Kid movie? You're going to find out about all that and so much more in tonight's episode of the Absolute Geek podcast it is friday night phoenix and you're locked in to the best damn podcast and all the land the absolute geek podcast and we got a good one for you as always tonight folks my name is matt my name is lance my name is max that's max oh boys what's going on what's good how's everyone doing oh apparently i'm a donkey (laughs) so joe's we all are we are a donkey i'm a donkey joe's doing sporting the monarch tonight (laughs) if you're a venture brothers fan Eric Williams, what's going on? What's good, everyone out there? I haven't seen Venture Brothers in a line. long time. You should probably change that. The greatest yeah, cartoon ever. <laughs> but what's going on? What's good? How's how's your mother's? <laughs> My mother may have uh, been let go from her job. Well, make, oh, sure, no. make sure to say hello to your mother for me. So she was uh she's a school teacher and she was doing the digital program so like the kids that didn't want to go back to school they were doing it online and this year they've just been losing enrollment that they've decided to shut down the whole program and she's basically she can either quit or she can go to the school that's like full of thugs and hoodlums they made a movie about that once michelle pfeiffer was in it uh, I remember the other one, the one with Hillary Swank. It was kind of like the same thing, right? Mm. Where she goes to a school where she's like harassed and stuff. What's it? I mean, this one I'm thinking of is the one that gave us uh, Gangster's Paradise. Hmm. Freedom Riders is the one I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, well, that's crazy, man. That sucks for your mom. Yeah, I found out last night. That's not going to school with a bunch of thugs, man. I thought she was like goes to the school and gets like harassed. Dangerous Minds is the name of the movie. I don't even know if I've seen that. Never seen Dangerous Minds? No, I probably love it though. It's a good movie. That's true. I love it, Lance. Poking fun at yourself. (laughs) And we, uh, I like that shirt, Maxie. Yeah, the Target special X Men animated series. Mine came from Target. Nice. The one I got today. Yeah, I, I, um, I had, I had my son today. My, my wife had a training, and so I was like trying to work while having my son, but decided to go do a Costco run, and we went and represented Marvel at Costco today. He had a Spidey shirt on and his Spider-Man hat, and I had my X-Men shirt on, and we bought diapers, you know, adult stuff. <laughs> Oh, so you bought adult diapers? I've been telling you to get that situation. I, I did. I did. I had to get some yeah. of those. Crap, what's the brand called? 
depends. Ruined the joke. That's it. Well, no, it depends on how shitty I am that day. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Mitches? Says Hart. I bought my uh, eight-month-old daughter a pair of Batman pajamas that are clearly for a boy, but don't care because it's Batman. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! I put my my girls in boys' clothing all the time. Now I don't put my boys in girls' clothing because they would never wear it. But my girls, I put in boys' clothing all the time. The boys have all the cool T-shirts and stuff. Oh, Joe's. Joe's Doolin said, "Never knock adult diapers for long road trips." You know, it's an interesting. <laughs> idea. Hartman says, "I bought my eight-month-old daughter." Oh, there you go. <laughs> Hope we paid premium price for her. Is that on the black market? <laughs> you know, speaking of adult diapers, actually, my grandma Hartman says it's arriving Monday, and then Zaggy says, and now Hartman is on a list. LOL. <laughs> I have a feeling with Matt having Gates. talked to Hartman <laughs> over Instagram, I have a feeling Hartman probably appears on many lists for many different <laughs> things. That's all I'm gonna say. He's a funny ass dude. But I, I I think he he's on many lists, many lists, and he says, "Don't be racist." What what is this world coming to? What do we say, racist? Hartman's just trolling us. He's just oh. an internet troll. It's one of his. No, things, I was man. just trying to fi- figure out if I missed something. I don't think you did. Pretty sure my uh, my kid is screaming through the hallways right now. Can you guys hear? Her? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I don't know what she's saying. She yeah, needs so to get a, about something. <laughs> you need to get a rubber band gun and go out there and shoot her in the ass and say, "Shut up! I'm doing a podcast." So we found a thing that's going to help James calm down. Well, it worked one time. Ritalin, and, and as <laughs> and as we all know, chloroform, drill. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think a lot of parents know that you might you might be able to calm the kid a hot down. Hot toddy. <laughs> uh, no, none of those, unfortunately. No, man. Start singing. Uh, you ha- you've got a friend in me to this kid, and all of a sudden he goes from temper tantrum to wowie. Starts talking about his best friend Woody. Like, all That's right, how my kid is with super simple songs. Yeah, put those on, and she's un- instantly tantrum is over. My kids Fine. used to calm down to scary kids, scary kids. Nice. We the had most- a punk rock song on first, but it wasn't working. He like he calmed down, but then after a minute, he was like, "No, I don't want this." Isn't and that then- weird? Like yeah. the music that gets me like hyped and like ready to like go, you know, kill somebody calms my kids down. <laughs> well, speaking of that, you know what gets me hyped? Geek news. And since I don't want to do talking tonight, I'm going to hand the geek news duties over to to Pepperoni. Yeah, dude, I, I kind of Joseph uh, Dillon says my grandmother what I was used doing. to rub whiskey on my gums when I have a toothache. And you probably had a toothache like an hour ago, Joe. Hartman says lucky whiskey on the gums. Yeah, that's an old remedy, dude. All right, so our first headline of the night is. Bunch of corporations being little bitches. <laughs> so, do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? You're run, you're running the show tonight. So All right. Ahead. Various internet service providers, including Comcast, Verizon, and AT and T, are being sued for failing to prevent movie piracy online. Per the Hollywood Reporter, various copyright lawsuits have been filed throughout the month of September 2022 
accusing the companies of ignoring blatant privacy on their on the part of their customers. The most recent of these filings at the time of writing came September 13th in Pennsylvania federal court. The suit was filed by Voltage Pictures after productions, Ammo Entertainment, and several other studios. What movies did the three of these studios make that people are pirating? That's what I, I have know. never heard of these studios. I haven't heard they, of any of them either. But they might be like involved on a big project and we just don't realize it. Yeah, I don't know. The headline for this said Disney, Warner Brothers, and stuff, but this little tidbit says three studios I've never heard of before in my life. That's film that studios are, a picture of yeah, Donald they're, Duck. They're <laughs> suing Verizon, Comcast, and AT&T for not uh, basically not punishing people for torrenting or pirating movies. Listen, we live in 2022. We live in the internet age. All right. We live in a time where they put Thursday night football on Amazon prime TV, but still make you watch commercials. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, <sighs> I wasn't as pissed about that one as I am when I watch Paramount and it makes me sit through two ads before I can yeah. watch my show. And we I live fucking in a time pay them where all of a sudden on, in, on YouTube, you can't watch five minutes of a YouTube video without getting a thousand commercials. I think uh, the Amazon Prime thing is is because the NFL a has sponsors and B they have so many timeouts and like all these sorts of things in football that they have to play something. Yeah, I didn't mind, but did you notice? I felt like at least 30% of the ads were for Amazon Prime, and they mm-hmm. were cru- they were cringeworthy and shitty. But back to the topic at hand here. Why is it the internet provider's fault that your movie's being put out there and pirated? Like, because they want really you to not. take away, they want them to take away the internet from you, essentially. Well, oh, you you downloaded a movie, so we're gonna kick you off our service. Man, can you really do that? Like, is no. that? Even... I mean, haven't you been threatened with that kind of stuff before, Lance? But like, they're they'll shut off your service. Yeah, yeah, but they never have. Yeah, and basically, it's more like. We'll shut off your service until you delete these things. And, and then it, you say, oh, I deleted them, but you still got them on your computer. And it goes back to like the <laughs> fucking Metallica and Napster shit and Lars Ulrich and Blink-182 was that. part of that. It's, you know, suing people for downloading music on Napster and like, look at all the backlash that caused them. And these companies aren't going to, you'd have to go after each individual person doing this. And they're not going to do that because it would cause a shitstorm of terrible publicity for them. So they're going to go after AT&T, Comcast, Verizon, anybody, basically any internet provider. But maybe the they're just hoping is, they'll settle and then get some, some quick money. I mean, the internet is, is pretty much fair game, man. You do what you want to do on the internet. I mean, you're going to be responsible for it, but it's, what are they going to, yeah, what are they going to do? IP ban you? Like, if you are an idiot downloading movies and you haven't downloaded any sort of VPN, you deserve to get your ass reamed. Like, why are you not using a VPN? I just don't torrent anymore. It's 2022. Like, what what do you need to torrent anymore? There's some things. There's some things that I grab, like, um, but most of it's coming on these streaming services right away. It's these cheap bastards that don't want to pay for HBO Max and stuff. But, like, there's some things, like, old TV shows that I can't find anywhere that I'll grab. Like, for instance, I really love the old Animorphs TV show that's on Nickelodeon, and it's nowhere. Or you want to know? Versus well, well, I'll give you one that's a bunch of bullcrap. AMC Plus got a subscription to that. Went to watch Better Call Saul. 
Only the last like six episodes were on it. I hadn't watched any of the season. Why in the world is the entire season not on their premium service? So yeah, I, I get why people would go and pirate at that point. Harmon's they're like, I have a subscription to your service and you're not even providing the show. <coughs> Hartman, yeah, I, I had to download Better Call Saul. Let me give you a tip, Hartman. When your porn when your internet goes down and you can't watch porn, watch it on your cell phone. You got data on your cell phone. You can watch porn there too. You know, Pornhub is an equal opportunity spanker. Like they don't, they aren't going to fucking like shame you because you're spanking on your phone versus spanking on the internet, like, or on your computer or laptop. Like it's just, it's very stupid and whatever. It'll, nothing will ever come to it. They'll just pay their fine and away they go. Like these companies leak shit on their own. Like, what do you want? Like Marvel leaks all their shit ahead of time and then acts like, oh, well, we didn't do that and scrubs it. And like a bunch of Call of Duty leak. Uh, if you're watch, if you're a Call of Duty fan, a bunch of leaks for Call of Duty 2, Modern Warfare 2 came out over the week. And then they did their Call of Duty Next presentation yesterday and they were joking about it. And at one point, the woman was like, oh, it's nice to see this map not on Twitter. And so, you know, it's just like, what are you going to do? It, you leave yourself open to it. Like, we went and saw Clerks 3 the last, on Tuesday. And there's an after the credit scene, Kevin Smith's talking about making the movie. And he says that when Lionsgate put together his like pre screenings for people, they did it out of, you know, with people in house to do the pre screenings. So therefore, you're eliminating leaks. So whenever you want to pre-screen something, there's going to be leaks and there's nothing you can do about it. So going out there and trying to sue companies to, to stop people from doing it, I really don't know how far you're going to get. Like they're going to slap on the wrist, pay their fine, and it's it's not going to change. Yeah, <clears throat> I completely agree. I, I think it's just stupid. But again, if you think you're smart enough to download a torrent, pay the. I think I buy my VPN like 50 gigabytes a month for like $2 a month is what I pay two bucks for 50 gigs. You know, how often I go through that 50 gigs rarely. Uh, it's just stupid, but you're right. What are they going to do? Says, I've been given this lifestyle that I'm not willing to give up. So let me ask you, like if, if you like, say you're a child, child, uh, porno, like you download child pornography. All right. right? We're Okay. No, but let me ask you. Let me ask you. Say you download child pornography. Nope. Is I'm it not the studio? That. Is it the studios? Is it the studio that needs to go do something to you, or is it the police that need to go do the something? The police. The police. You know what I'm saying? Is it the studios or not the studio? The internet service provider's responsibility to to report it. Yes, because it's highly illegal. It. Yes. Yes. Which they are reporting it, but the cops are not going to go arrest every single person that's downloading a movie it's just not possible yeah they're I not mean, gonna you prioritize go on... they're not gonna be like oh man this guy downloaded spider-man no way home webcam <laughs> right person. joe's doing who'll never be monetized now exactly <laughs> <laughs> no but but any anything like say you're like there's a thing called the black web who's on the list <laughs> there's a thing called the black web where people are buying like stolen guns and shit like that like you i don't buy know anything how they do on the dark web yeah, dark web. That's what. How do what I, I even get to that? Web. Is it dark web under slash? <laughs> it's a, a specific web browser you have to download that gives you access to it. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I have oh, no I'm idea good. what that I'm is. I'm not interested in that. 
You sure but, I uh, can buy you a new kidney, right? Pretty uh <laughs> pretty cheap, man. Can you Fresh buy too. me? Hmm, you know, I could they, use one. They can't even prove like the can like you get me this... a pancreas that will excrete insulin. Yeah, I could, you could probably get that on the black on the dark web. <laughs> but you have these people like that sex trafficking is a huge thing now, and and, and they're Lance, not even able to catch these people. What are you doing tonight? What am I? What is, am I? Get it. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great night. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> he's talking bad Fuck. about it. Yeah. What I am know, I saying? But he's just like child porn, sex but, trafficking. But they can't even catch these people. Is what I'm saying. Like the, these things are huge issues in society right now, and they they have a hard time even catching these people. And you think they're going to put any resources into catching somebody that downloaded a movie? That's no, all no. I'm trying to say. No, like so, it's not a. It's such a petty crime, dude. It's not, yeah, even worth it. It's not even worth the money and resources that would go into it. Like cybersecurity teams are there to catch predators and catch, you know, online sexual predators and thing and criminals like things like that. They're not really there to bust you for downloading a movie. You might get a cease and desist. Like, um, I was living in a house with a, a bunch of friends and. Uh, one of the dudes was downloading a shit ton of music. He probably downloaded like 350 gigs of music in two days. And the, we got a cease and desist letter from Cox. That's it. Like they're not going to really come after us, you know? Right. It's a slap on the wrist. Like, oh, you better stop it. Or saying the way you're going about this is uh, pretty rel- pretty apparent. So maybe you need to do a better job of, of uh, hiding your tracks when you're downloading music, but it's not like they're going to be like, we're going to get a lawsuit on you. Yada, 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 yada. No. Well, mm. and, and if you really want to tackle the issue, you got to go after the people distributing it, not the people downloading it. Right. Like if, right. if you want to stop the issue, you go after the people distributing it, like stop it from the source. You're going to you like, there's probably like 13 year old kids downloading a movie from pirate Bay. <laughs> what are you going to do? Hartman says feds have joined the chat. I didn't say anything wrong. I was I'm waiting to for create... Hartman to come was... in with like a fucking FBI account or something. I was trying to minimize how little of a deal this is. You know what I mean? Like when there's yeah, so no, many other I things. Know. Your that point we have to was effectively about. made, I'd say. Yes, yeah, I, I would say so too. All right, let's uh, let's uh get into the next slide here. So per variety, as announced, but uh, an untitled project from Marvel Studios has been pushed from its initial release date on February 16th, 2024 to September 6th. Which of Marvel's announced pro which of Marvel's announced projects this has I I copied this from a, from this site. Yeah. This is has not been revealed. Basically it's been it's it's a movie that was announced but wasn't revealed what it is. So it's like say they were saying idiot, that right? something's coming out this day. No, yes, you're not. <laughs> the punctuation in isn't great. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the unnamed Marvel project was originally set to premiere between the release of Blade on November 3rd and Captain America New World Order on May 3rd. However, the film's new release date of September 6th now places it between Thunderbolts (laughs) and Fantastic Four. Thunderbolts, the cast for which was officially announced during the recent D23 Expo, is scheduled to hit theaters on July 26, 2024. Do you think it's Deadpool? How, How is Deadpool not in Thunderbolts? Like... How would they just not announce that he's going to be in Thunderbolt? I feel like that's like the perfect. I feel like it's going to be an end credit stinger. That's like low hanging fruit right there for Deadpool to be part of the Thunderbolts. Don't you like if he's not in the movie. 
it's going to be an that seems like the most perfect place to introduce him like it's going to be an end credit stinger i would assume and if they're moving this movie this unnamed movie after thunderbolts it would make sense if deadpool was the end credit stinger for thunderbolts no um it says it's between yeah between thunderbolts and fantastic four you would want you would want him in thunderbolts i don't think i don't know i don't know i guess if you're gonna do a thunderbolts too but i just feel like he'd be like the he's already a mercenary he'd be the perfect choice yeah to show up in thunderbolts and i feel like marvel it's a missed opportunity for them unless they're just not announcing him yet because his movie hasn't come out yet so i honestly think he's gonna make he's gonna have a movie before um all this even comes out it's, it's possible i'm just saying that it why would they announce a movie's coming out so soon like this is in the next two years why would they announce a movie and not tell us the title well yeah but like and i don't think deadpool makes it that two years because you already have ryan reynolds working out and sharing pictures basically saying that it's in the works so it's going to take two years to make deadpool when they're shooting movies and getting it all done in a year in a little less than a year well i know it's going through extensive rewrites right now because they hired oh. the two people from i think bob's burgers and the great white north but that now they have the original writer for the first two movies coming in and rewriting their script so i think yeah, it's going sense. through some production stuff um but i'm just saying like <laughs> out of everything like it just seems weird that they went announce a movie and not tell us the title well, I think it's anything other than Deadpool. Well, it didn't. They there were several things that they announced without dates. I think it's but nothing so as keep, soon as this. I don't. I don't remember everything they've announced. No, there, but, I think you mean there was a lot of dates announced without without movies or productions yes, attached to them. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So they're trying to continue drumming up hype throughout time. It's which, power pack, which makes sense. They don't want to be. They don't want to be revealing three years ahead of time every single movie every release date when they can instead drizzle drizzle yeah. that out and get more marketing at least that's kind of how i look at it it could be deadpool though i mean at this point i have no idea because i'm surprised they haven't already capitalized on this since he already had two movies but they're probably gonna reboot him just like they did with everything else he's the one character that i think that like people that don't typically watch marvel movies like uh, the one marvel character for the people that don't typically go watch marvel movies go and see this movie do you know what i mean like it, it feels like because this movie did so much more than the x-men movies right so a lot more people saw these than saw the x-men the latest the they? last few the last few x-men movies yeah okay yeah the, yeah the, the i, I believe you great. i just i thought the x-men movies were pretty popular well, I'm I'm just talking about the the last like apocalypse on, like when oh. Deadpool two came out. Deadpool two had a lot more butts in the seats than everything after Apocalypse, right? I think that well, I think there's so much they could do with Deadpool because you could introduce him in the multi worlds in the multiverse stuff. He would fit perfectly. You could introduce the rest of the X Men through him. It would make sense. Like it just like there's just so many win wins here with Deadpool that. I don't know. I just think that I think what's taking so long to get X-Men is definitely the contract situation where they have to keep, you know, they can't recast those roles for X amount of time. 
but, but there's certain ones that nobody's played like the like wolverine i thought for sure we were gonna get some taron edgerton stuff at d23 well, I, I think that they're waiting for that but i also think that they had this giant roadmap set up to a certain point and those those and they do a great job of setting it up through you know after credit scenes and, and mid credit scenes and whatnot that they have to get to a certain point where they can introduce them. Then they're not just going to throw them in there and mess up their overarching narrative. So I just think that um, it makes sense what they're doing, but I think Deadpool, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if more movies squeak in before um, secret wars. You could even have Deadpool in secret will show up in secret wars. Like just, I would assume they sneak him in before that's what's so yeah. surprising is I would assume Secret Wars, we would be seeing a lot more characters before then, like X Men characters and Deadpool and stuff like. Because well, you probably Wars... will, because Secret Wars is still a couple years down the line. But it it doesn't mean they have to have their their own movie. Marvel loves throwing characters and cameos before they even have their own movies. So it's like maybe Deadpool cameos and something before we see him in. In his own movie, yeah. or, you know, maybe the X Men cameo or show up in in uh, Secret Wars before they have their own movie. Like, it's just, yeah. I would say it's likely if, if Deadpool comes out as soon as we're yeah. thinking that we're going to see some X Men and Deadpool. Like Joe Dillon saying, no reason to tease an ex actor now when the movie is years off. Yeah. So I don't know. Be interesting to see what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, next, we've got some Ted Lasso news. The behind-the-scenes account of Ted Lasso's protracted production cycle comes via reliable industry news outlet, Puck. It alleges that star and series co-creator Jason Sudeikis pushed for the third season's scripts to be rewritten and then insisted on additional changes, including adjustments to certain character arcs, once filming commenced. Puck's report also claims that the shoot was further disrupted when Chelsea Football Club's home ground, Stamford Bridge, became temporarily unavailable after the club's owner, Roman Abram- Abramovich, was forced to sell it after Russia invaded Ukraine. I, I was thinking it's been a while since season two came out, hasn't it? Uh, almost a almost a year. Yeah, it's been about a year. I was just thinking, I'm like, oh, they've got to be having season three come out soon, right? And I guess this delays that whole process. And that sucks. Well, I mean, listen, this show is so good and so beloved by so many people. And it just won won so many awards. Yeah, so many Emmys that I know the creator said they originally wanted to just do three seasons. And I think you were going to see, you were going to see them get promoted. You're going to see them get demoted, promoted. And they already kind of foreshadowed it because Ted Lasso asked, has anybody ever come back and won the whole damn thing? So I think they're gonna. You're gonna, like I said, you got some to get demoted. Season two, they got pre-moted. Season three, you're gonna see them win the whole damn thing. Oh, definitely. It's and that douchebag assistant coach is gonna get what's coming to him. Oh, Nate, f that guy. Fuck that guy. (laughs) I honestly hope he gets a redemption arc, but I'm just so mad. Yeah, he he was like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, Yeah. and then he He, went. He broke bad. Yeah. Hey, if you guys like that. this show, you should watch. Uh, I think it's called Road to Wrexham or We Are Wrexham or something. Yeah, with Ryan Reynolds. I'm, I've been watching and it. Ryan, and Rob McElhenney. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a real life version of Ted Lasso. It feels like, like. I mean, not really. It's a 
but like the the demoted and trying to get promoted a... and then the two americans yeah. coming in and like it's happening but it's more so about life. the owners and the town the team is in than the coach versus the coach yeah but that's a great show man i've and they release two episodes every week and and i'm hooked man have you watched that one max no, but the comments are cracking me up. Joe Doolin, that name was butchered more than Carl Urban and the boys. Yeah, he's telling you how to pronounce it. Abramovich. Abramovich, probably. I don't know. But I don't know, dude. I just, I love this show. I literally, so like Lance had me in his a- Apple family until this week when he kicked me out because he doesn't love me anymore. No, I had to buy, um, I bought another iPad for for one of my kids, and I had to kick him out to put, add him. No, to I get it. it. There's no more space. So <laughs> I literally, I literally, I was like, "Frick!" Well, I want Apple TV Plus still, and so I just signed up for Apple TV so I could watch Ted Lasso. And I'm like, "Why did I sign up when Ted Lasso isn't even announced with the release date yet?" But it's just funny that this news comes like three days after I, you know, did my own subscription to Apple TV Plus so that I can make sure I get to watch this show. Hey man, this There's is a, a show that always requires you to watch. There, there are. There are. I rewatched it. Aaron and I will rewatch this show every couple of months. This is I one of the few show. shows I actually watch with my wife. Like, it, it's it's hard. She only likes comedies, and this is a comedy, and it's got a lot of heart. And we don't we don't get a lot of time together to watch TV to begin with. So, this is this is one I really want to come back soon because it's something I, I share with her. I tried to watch it with Anna because I thought she would enjoy it. The minute she saw it was something about sports, she's like, "F this show." She like doesn't even give it a chance. You need to tell her to there's it. really, I mean, there's sports in it, but doesn't she realize this show is so incredible? They have a CGI'd Roy Kent, and no one even knows that it's CGI. Right. <laughs> you guys heard that conspiracy theory? Yes. <laughs> Dude, it like the only sports this CGI movie looks she's better ever... than the actor looked as Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> the only sports related like movie or TV show she's ever liked was Remember the Titans. That's it. Everything else is hot garbage to her. Get her to watch the 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 league. The league's a great show. But I thought she'd be really into Friday Night Lights because it's kind of drama. You know, I love that show and she wasn't into it. Ish left, apparently. Has he even said anything since he came on? No, I think he's having internet issues. He said my internet keeps freezing. Oh, okay. All right. So next, we got some Squid Game news. Dong Hyuk spoke during a Netflix-hosted press conference following the streaming series' success at the Emmy Awards and was asked whether there were any plans to cast a big-time Western performer in the next installment. There will be no known Hollywood actor in season two, Don Hyuk said. That's not in the plan if the stage changes, maybe in season three. But for season two, it is still set in Korea. Leonardo DiCaprio did say he's a big fan of Squid Game. So maybe if time or chances allow, we can ask him to join the games. Dude, I think he should. He should be. He should show up as like one of the like rich well, fat cats. Yeah, man. That's what I, I haven't thinking. watched the show, so I don't I don't know. But isn't it all in a different language? It's in Korean. Uh, except for the rich fat cats. Yeah, and you can watch it. Dubbed. Oh, there is, there is people that speak different languages in the show. That's mostly yes. in Korean, but there are a few American characters who, when they speak, speak in English. Oh, interesting. You should but watch. It's, it's the very. Show, it's not. I will. Common. It's like one episode for a minute or two. But 
Well, I was so, just thinking, that wouldn't would he have to learn Korean? Because I thought the whole show, the whole show was in Korean. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he could probably play one of those. You really think yeah. Netflix would make a U.S. version? I mean, they're no, getting in a ton of money on this. Yeah. So why would they remake it? I don't. I don't want them to. I love what we what we're getting. I Keep it up. My neck. You you really need to check this show out, dude. It's the I hype. Will. The hype has died down, obviously. And Greed really Joseph and Joe's Doolin. Keep it Korean. Americanizing the show will destroy it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I need think, to I watch it. I think some of their culture is what makes it so good. You you bring it to the U.S. and it's just going to, I don't know. I think our culture would do poorly I with the show. I can only think of like one thing that was ever more successful. Bringing the it office? Over. The office. Yeah. Because the the UK office, I think, only lasted what two seasons, or they call them yeah, series something, over there, something like that. But yeah, it was like it, it was a very cult classic thing, kind of thing. But yeah, it I feel like very few shows in the UK get more than three seasons. Like I think In Betweeners was three seasons and two movies, and Sherlock was four. That was wasn't a it? massive show. Um, yeah, that show's crazy because it was like three episodes every season. I know, like Sherlock Doctor, is long. Yeah, sure. Doctor Who gets a lot of episodes over there, but I feel like all the best shows only end up getting three seasons. I like that. If they're like, okay, we're, I wish that they would do more of, hey, we're going to buy this show and we're giving you a guaranteed three seasons and you can start middle and finish it like, like a movie, right? Last Give it a beginning, middle, and end. But it really pisses me off when you get into a show and they cancel it like paper girls right it pisses yeah. me off to no end but luther was three i haven't watched luther either well or or if there's more seasons it, it shits the bed after like season three like misfits in my opinion that show was great but shit the bed after season two so it just i don't know yeah i don't know but um yeah, American re- Joe's doing said American remakes always dumb down for us slops. It's because we're prudes, dude. The the United States is nothing but giant prudes. Like we view sexuality completely different than they do and in cursing. most parts of the world. Huh? And cursing, yes. And cursing. I mean in Australia like, and Britain they say the F word like it's the word and. Yeah. Like cunt is a fucking word that's just thrown around in other countries and not it's like oh, what did you say it's blasphemy like it pisses me off to no end how ridiculous people get over cursing it's like it's words and when you say instead of the instead of fuck you say frick you're saying the same thing i don't care what anybody says like you're saying the same thing you're like, wrong but i i love you buddy they're how they're am different. i wrong they're different no, they're not it's a, it, they're, they're different because they're different because of culture whether that's right or not can be debated but, but you mean the same different. sentiment yes you do but because of culture and how society views the words it 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 is different but that may be the case but you are saying the same thing yes yeah you're saying the same thing that's all i said the, the sentence has the same meaning but cultural the... subtext or not sam this country is a bunch of fucking prudes mm-hmm. like, it really is yeah, because I don't I don't think anything in Squid Game. Cultural is, subtext any... is what you're talking about, Matt. So I don't understand what Sam's talking about. We our cultural subtext is the fact that we're a bunch of prudes. Prudes. Well, yeah, but I, I think well, I think Sam's referring to other things in Squid Game, but like 
there's nothing in Squid Game that like wouldn't necessarily be in a U.S. show. There's not like nudity in it, or I mean, it's violent, but it's no more violent than American shows. It's not like there's a ton of swearing. I think there's just like things that are more unique to the Korean culture that I probably didn't even pick up on because I'm an American who doesn't get it. Yeah, I I think that you dumb American pig. I think that it's starting to move away from that though, because with these streaming, like more people are cord cutting these, these uh, network broadcasting studios, they're losing, you know, everything's going to streaming now where they can do whatever they want. HBO has hit after hit after hit. I think it's changing pretty. I mean, I work in a pretty professional setting and my, the, the lead, the senior representative of my company in my state I hear her say the F word at least, you know, three times in every conversation that I talk to her. It's funny. My previous company, the senior management was always swearing, but now in my current, I feel like no one ever does. Yeah. So it's just, it's, yeah. But yet we'll show the most, vi- like, I want to speak to Hartman's point. We, where he said, uh, we love our murder. Where did that go? There it is. Eric said it. Oh, we, I got we what get- you're saying, Sam. I get what you're saying. Yeah, the idea that there's an example. If someone's crossing their fingers, you instantly understand what that means without explanation. Squid Games is full of stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's a good point. There's I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that happens in the show that I'm like, I don't know. I yeah, no idea. But uh like we get so crazy about violence and stuff on TV, but yet have you watched the news? Like the news is more violent, like the stuff they're talking about is more violent than any fake show I watch on. It's on, fake propaganda. On broadcast television. It's fake propaganda. I just think it's dumb, man. I think it's dumb. Fake like, for news. instance, like you got these people that won't take their kids to see Lightyear because there's a same-sex kiss in it. And I'm like, are you going to let your children out in public? Because guaranteed, just walking through the mall, they're going to see that. Guaranteed, they're going to come into contact with it at some point in their life. Why are you sheltering them so much? It's because it's the old adage: if you give anybody any, a reason to be angry about something, they'll take it. So, mm-hmm. who cares? That's true. Moving on. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I forgot I was controlling it. All right. Per deadline, a sequel to the 2005 film will be penned by Akiva Goldsman, who will also produce alongside Bad Robots, J.J. Abrams and Hanagel. Hannah Mingella. A Constantine reboot series has been in the works from Abrams for some time now, but it seems Reeves returned to superstardom and fan admiration for the cult classic was enough to convince WBD, Warner Brothers Discovery, to move forward with a film sequel instead. Keep Abrams the fuck away from this. Why Does anybody agree with me? Yes. I think that this doesn't even need to be made. Like... Warner Discovery has no idea what they're fucking doing. They're canceling shit left and right that people actually want to see. Like, well, I want to see. That. I've been, I've been I, wanting a Constantine movie this for a while. Movie. Fuck, this movie sucked ass. I like this movie, but I don't I need don't a sequel to it. to it. Yeah, exactly. I think the Matt Ryan show was fucking <laughs> phenomenal, and it got canceled way too early. Did you guys watch the Matt Ryan show? Yes, I thought it was fucking awesome. It got canceled yeah. after like twelve episodes, I think, or something. Yeah, I didn't watch that one, but I did hear it was great. And, and then, of course, Shia you know, LaBeouf was in this, wasn't he? And he's been canceled, so he's not coming back. He's a taxi driver, was he? Oh. But didn't he? Am I mistaken that didn't he die at the end? 
probably. Okay. It, it's I been years since Doesn't Constantine, or maybe that's a different movie. <laughs> I don't. I just. I just know that you know Warner Brothers Discovery is canceling all this stuff, all these projects, and they're saying, "Oh well," they're basically calling you sheep because they're saying, "Well, we're hurting so bad right now that we could just make another Keanu Reeves Constantine movie and." People will go see. People will throw money at us. To yeah, see and this this is what I worry about. I love Keanu Reeves, but like the last time they tried to reboot one of his old franchises, it was terrible. Matrix was one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. I hated that movie. It was awful, and I worry that they're going to try to bring this back, and it's just going to be just as bad. John Wick, some of my favorite movies on this planet. They're awesome. Yeah, but, but I worry that one's going to be overdone here pretty soon, too. I mean, they got a TV show coming be. out. They're talking about spinoffs. And I'm like, can't you just leave something alone? Re Renew Sandman. Like, why? Well, we don't need another Constantine movie with Keanu Reeves. Like, yeah. I'm with you, though, Matt, on the issue of, like, they're canceling things left and right. And you're going to come and, and bring this in because it's got a superstar name behind it. I just, it's it feels like bad timing and in poor taste when fans are upset. So was like, Guillermo del I'm, Toro. Joe was doing. Joe was doing. says Abrams was supposed to do a Justice League Dark. So I guess this is his, his consolation prize. But so is Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. So Guillermo del Toro would have done an awesome Justice League Dark. Yeah, that probably would have been really good. And I, I'm, and I'm, <clears throat> you know, with the Hellboy movie that came out, that was kind of sweet justice because they should have made a sequel to his movies. <laughs> oh, fuck, Hartman. <laughs> the men's john job but i don't even know I think he's, talking about. Job. he's talking oh. about the wachowski sisters oh in the matrix oh they both they oh yeah i, I, I forgot they both transitioned now um no i i just don't understand because this i feel like this goes completely against what the guy that's running discovery said where he wants this universe to be built in in like it sounded like he was against having all these like little one-offs coming off that he wanted to build like a whole universe in, in rival Marvel. And now he's doing like, this isn't going to be introduced into their, you know, whatever they're going to call it, DCEU or whatever. This is, this doesn't fit in that. I just don't understand. It just doesn't is, seem to me like they know what they're doing. This they I don't. think it's more like a FOMO. This, this screams FOMO to me because the last couple of years, Keanu Reeves, his name has been connected to Marvel left and right. And they've come out and said, we're constantly looking for projects to work, to work Keanu Reeves into and work with them. So I think this is kind of Warner brothers being like, well, we can get him, we can beat him to the punch, do constant do a second Constantine and capitalize on this. So it almost, it smells like FOMO to me. Yeah. With this announcement. I think if Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves has been saying for years that he wants to do this movie. He said on multiple occasions that this was the one that he has the most regret about, you know, and what I don't understand, it says Reeves returned to superstardom. When did he leave? He did. Um, I mean, hasn't he, he always he been fell big? off for a while? He did. But since John Wick came back, he's been. Back. Yeah, he fell off and John Wick kind of really like re relaunched him. But he's been big in pretty much every decade since he came out. I mean, he's he right, wasn't the, the he wasn't the box office draw he used to be. Like, here's the question, Lance: Is he a list? But he's making that kind of money. <laughs> I I think now 
probably more so i think he's more in the public eye so like if you put keanu reeves on something but no matrix flopped didn't it but yeah but he that doesn't mean anything he's just everywhere he's in the matrix he's in the john wick movies he's in cyberpunk 2029 and you know he's in video games he's he's just everywhere right now and he's been everywhere for the last couple of years ever since the john wick movies launched I feel like he may have vanished for like maybe three years tops. But when did the last Matrix come out? Not last this year. last one. Not this last last one. Oh, before that was like 05, I think. I think it's been a while. Three to four, maybe. And then when did John Wick come out? It was like 2013, 14. There was a good there was a good gap where he wasn't a big name. Like after the first after the last Matrix <laughs> movie, he did he did quite a few things, but none of them were like big deal did anything big in the middle so like he was sorry when i click off my screen he did the last ronin which i like matrix reloaded was 2003 okay 2003 yeah i don't so then until john wick was like a big movie after that he did the lake house he did 47 ronin ronin which was a fucking flop yes it was he did knock knock um and then he did day to the earth stood still was a flop yeah the day the earth stood still but um, if you look at it i mean john wick came out in 2014 and then the last mo- successful movie i would say he had was the matrix revolutions in 2003 I and mean, that's 10 years that he was kind of vanished i mean robert downey jr was gone for like two decades well robert Downey jr was gone for a different reason yeah. He was blacklisted because of his drug problems. And the lake house didn't flop, did it? Uh, I don't I mean, know I'm not a fan flopped, of the lake but it's house. Not but... like, it's not not it's not like up there. But I'm just saying, like he fell off right around the, after like around right around the time Matrix Reloaded came out. That was like the last one. Then he fell off because he went and did the lake house, and then he did. 47 Ronin, and then he did Keanu with um, Key and Peel, and then he did, he kind of started to come back with John Wick and John Wick Chapter 2, and then Toy St- his uh, cameo in Toy Story 4 is Duke was Boom. It? Yeah. And then he, uh, oh no, I guess Constantine. You could see the original Constantine's about where he fell, started falling off. And then he kind of came back so i'm just saying it wasn't a long like no oh well like i would say 2000 the i mean the first, major, the first john wick came out in, in 2014 so 2005 to 2014 it's a long time i have no idea Nine how to years? categorize keanu reeves i don't know if his name like i know he's not making the rock money yeah. Kevin Hart. I, I was I was uh, asking if he was a list, just kind of mess with you a little bit, troll-ish a little bit. I don't uh, know. Yeah. There's some people that aren't easy to to qualify. I guess he would be because I think that his name draws. But his is it his does, name that draws, draw. or is it John Wick that draws? No, it's his, I think it's his both. name draws. Because you also get all these stories about how nice of a guy he is. Him standing up on the subway and giving people his seat, or like it's just he's just a good person yeah yeah i mean i like him i think he's a shit actor but i like him i don't think he's a terrible actor he's got a lot of good movies he's the same he's really good in hardball 
No, I don't think so. That's the only movie that it's ever been different is when he played uh, Bill and Ted, where he plays an absolute idiot. But for the most part, I mean, he's no, the I same mean, guy all the time. And um, call me by your name. He played himself. That was awesome. That's so always funny. been my maybe. Was, That's the one. Oh, yeah. that movie is so fucking funny. Always yeah. be my maybe, right? Yeah, I got the name of the Parenthood. Movie. Yeah, right. With, with, with uh, Parenthood. John Krasinski in it. Isn't John Krasinski in that one? Uh, no. And what one? Uh, oh, <laughs> always be my maybe. Oh yeah, John. No, Krasinski. John Krasinski's not in it, but the. Why am I blanking on the guy's name? Randall the Park. Asian at Randall yeah. Park. Yes. Who? <laughs> Gosh, Mark you guys are just. Kim. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. I couldn't remember the actor's name. <laughs> Took me a minute. Well, right. the problem is he said John Krasinski, so it's not John Krasinski. It's Jim. If you would have said Jim from The Office. I would have got it right away, but since you're using the actor's real name, it, it but that's really... not how the meme goes. They constantly say no because they have a picture of Randall Park in the Fantastic Four thing and say, "Oh, look, John Krasinski was in Fantastic Four with Randall Park's picture." That's someone doing the meme wrong then, because it's Jim from the Office. You shared it. <laughs> Jim from the Office. I don't care if you I shared it. It doesn't you mean you sent it to Max and I. <laughs> it doesn't mean that the meme is done right. It happens all the time, dude. That's how the memes always done. But regardless, Anytime John Krasinski's something. Ish, you need to come back to do your Star Trek segment. We'll we'll come back to it. All right, next, next. Cobra Kai. The Karate Kid universe is expanding beyond its popular sequel series, Cobra Kai. The news came. Oh, I thought that said prequel for a minute. The news comes days after season five of the Netflix series premiered on September 9th. The upcoming Karate Kid project will be the franchise's first film entry since the 2010 reboot starring Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. The film, which releases in 2024, currently does not have a synopsis, a synopsis, or casting information, and it's unclear whether it will tie in with the Cobra Kai's established storylines. It should. I think it will, and I think it'll be like the end i think they'll end it with a movie do you see the show slowing down like, though yes yeah well the i show think has to end man I, I think they need to end it next season but it's so easy just to keep because like we everybody that watches it excuses the fact that hey this is a dumb show but we all it's, love it exactly it's awful writing it's bad acting but it's awesome <laughs> well the only i mean the only loose and that hasn't been tied up yet is that crease is out and running yeah. around so but they have so many things that they can draw back from i mean we still haven't seen there's been rumors about hillary swank coming back in which i think, so she, what should. About I think she should come jackie chan that's a Meh. different universe i would love be. jackie chan keep jaden smith away what it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be a different universe well, it's, it's established in the movie that, that it's a different universe. The only save, the only one that can truly stop Cobra Kai, and it's fucking Jaden. It's like Doctor Strange's. Oh yeah, I saw. <laughs> I don't. I saw that one. I don't think any. I don't remember anything in the uh, 2010 reboot that isn't his name that, the exact same as as the main character from Karate Kid. No, Dan, no, he's not Daniel Larusso. Um, it's Dre. He plays a character by the name of Dre. What's Jackie Chan's name in that? Mr. Movie? Ho. Is it Mr. Mr. Miyagi because he's a Ch he's a Chinese it's character Han. in that. Mr. Han, Mr. Han, sorry. 
Not Mr. Ho, Mr. Han. Well, that movie failed miserably, so I don't think I actually like it for what it's worth. I, I like <laughs> I it for like what it's it. worth, but I also think Jackie Chan's awesome. So if you get Jackie Chan to come in and be in this karate movie, how awesome would that be? Or this karate, this karate uh, show? Or maybe I, he could be in the movie? Shoot, make yeah, him the villain. I, would, I don't care. I would love Jackie Chan to come back, but um, I still think there's plenty of stuff from the actual Karate Kid storyline. Like how dope would karate- it be? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Max. Well, or Lance. We, we were just talking about Hillary, Hillary Swank and stuff. There's so many other things that they could kind of touch on that they haven't yet. Not really, because Hillary Swank's kind of the end of it, man. No, but like, isn't there... We've got Terry Silver and we got Kreese. Isn't there like two other movies with bad guys that we haven't even touched on? Well, there's only one other the next movie. Karate Kid? There, there's only one other movie. And you got... the. You already had like the big bad from Karate Kid 3 in, in this season. So oh, Mike Barnes or whatever. Yeah. Well, I thought Terry Silver it's, was the big bad in us. Well, Terry Kid Silver, I'm, they both were. Because Terry Silver, Mike Barnes was the bad boy of karate. And he, Terry Silver paid him off to join Cobra Kai to beat LaRusso. Oh. It's been years. I, haven't, I don't even think movies. I've seen the third movie, honestly. I am so appreciative every time Cobra Kai shows a flashback because I don't remember shit. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll I love this, this show. I want season six to come as soon as possible. But I they also need to end it because this is a show about high schoolers, and these kids are getting older. So but that's how why I, easy would it be to just all of a sudden say, "Hey, guess what? Cobra Kai's in college now." Well, you unless could, the but... unless the movie's gonna follow Johnny's kid, Johnny's kid. Spoiler alert: If There's... you haven't seen the fucking season five, but yeah, see, follows the kid that he's having with. Uh, so What's what it does a time jump? Carmen. Set yeah. in the future? Maybe. I don't know. I, I still I I mean I think this goes as long as people are watching it because it's like it I feel like it's a really easy show to write for. There's you don't really have to do much. No, you, know? you don't. Absolutely. You not. just have to yeah, say I just... you have to have Johnny saying funny things. You have to have Ralph Macchio losing his cool, you know, over something. And then you have yeah. to have some threatening bad guy. Like it's <laughs> probably the, I mean, Dragon Ball Z went on for what? 25 years. Like, Oh, this it's still go going. On. Yeah. Still going. This, this can go on. I mean, I, I see it as the same kind of shit. They're both dumb. No, <laughs> I, you can't compare a karate kid to Dragon Ball Z. No, that's, but I'm just saying it's easy. That's to write blasphemy. For. Dragon Ball Z. Sam's probably breaking shit in his house right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, dude. I, I love season it was five, right? Season five. But I'm ready for this show to end. Like, I can't handle too much more of this. Blasphemy. I it, want Sam more. just well, powered up and punched just, a hole in his wall. It's just, it's over Does the Sam top. Watch Dragon it's Ball really, Z? Yeah. really bad drama. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z is awesome, dude. I don't know yeah, if there's I... an anime that Sam doesn't watch. Oh, there's a lot of them. I'm sure he doesn't watch all of them. Oh, I'm sure he. I'm sure he's. I've never I, been. All in I know is he's like a untapped wealth of a well of knowledge when it comes to anime. So, are we getting ish in now? Looks like it. You working, dude? Is it working? Looks Apparently like no. not. His internet's yeah. good. He just can't hear us. Am I on? You're on. Yeah. Am I coming? All right. Am I Having some internet issues. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I'll, I'll watch the show as long as it's on. 
Dude, if we're talking Dragon Ball Z characters, even Krillin could beat everybody in the Cobra Kai list. That's not what Shoot. I'm saying. I'm saying they're both just eat like just simple martial arts. Like it's easy to write for. That's all the only comparison yeah. I was trying to make. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just I'm done with the show. I want it to end. Well, I'd fine. like them to you can be done. I'm day. not. <laughs> well, I'll keep watching it. I would just well, if it gets bad, I'll stop watching it. It is bad. It's bad now. It was bad in the first season, but we but all bad in a good way. <laughs> when it becomes bad in a bad way. Max, did you say you haven't seen part three, the movie? I don't think I have. I don't think I've seen the third or fourth movie. Karate Kid three? Yeah. And the fourth Yeah, I mean that's that Kid. seeing that movie is key to enjoying, you know, especially the last season, and I assume this upcoming season. But they do a really good job of showing flashbacks. So I feel like you don't miss anything. Because I it's been decades since I've seen those movies. I, gotta, I rewatch them every couple of years. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't even tell you. If I hadn't watched this season, I've, I couldn't tell you anything it was about. I've probably seen Karate Kid 3, but I don't remember it well. Is there a part where like he's in a... I've seen it. There's a part where like he and his girlfriend are like stuck in a warehouse or something and getting bullied by a bunch of kids or... He's in the bonsai um, store, and then uh, Mike Barnes comes in and kicks the shit out of him. That's Bad it. Boy Barnes. I've seen it. It's just been a long time. But I don't the know. Other, the Jaden Smith, Jackie Chan one, that movie grinds my gears. <laughs> yeah. Not only does it not count, it's karate is Japanese and Okinawan, and that's like a, in a, a Chinese movie. It made no sense. <laughs> well, because they weren't, weren't Mr. They, Miyagi would have. Weren't they practicing kung fu? Fixed. Yeah, yeah. Was it, yeah, it should have been the kung fu kid. Not the they call it kid. the karate kid, but then I don't think anybody mentions karate in the entirety of that movie. Yeah, no, that movie does not count. It's not even related. It's a complete aberration. But if Jackie Chan wanted to come in and play, it's a fever dream that we all had. That's what I'm saying, man. Hey, even if Karate doing... Kid Part Four has first appearance of Hillary Swank in a movie. <laughs> Was that literally her first movie? I'm, I'm yeah. eBaying that right now. And she We're kind of, you know what? The movie isn't very good, but she kind of kicks ass in that movie. And you can like, I watched that. I'm like, holy shit. You can see kind of a Before, movie after. star in the making right there. I remember when, uh, when my, when that came out, my dad rented it and uh, it was like in the, like he bought it for us, like in the bargain bin or something like that. Like at the rental place, like it wasn't even out that long and he bought it for like a buck the VHS in the bargain bin. People did not like that movie. Yeah, it was not very popular. Dude, that's not... Oh, that's might be her first movie role. No, she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Was she? The show uh-huh. or the movie? The movie. Well, all I'm getting at is if, if Jackie Chan, if they wanted to bring him in, they've actually got a pretty good opportunity here because they've got that worldwide tournament of martial arts or whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if it's leading. Jackie Chan could come in and be a sensei of one of those. Nah, Mr. Jackie was like, was like, oh, Julie son, I want to see you do crane kick and then show me your boobies. Okay, so he gets to mimic an Asian accent, but I get in trouble for saying child pornography. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. It was in terrible taste. It should not have been. <laughs> uh, Hi, bro. Okay, so Hartman talking about. Shit, dude. Karate midlife canceled. experiences. 
that's so true though about this show it's like all about these two guys going through a midlife crisis they're creating a freaking gang war in their neighborhood yeah with kids <laughs> yeah with kids no you're right i apologize one of them that gets a terrible terrible impression <laughs> i'm just giving you shit dude i think it's fine but uh i mean the, the point that these gang wars get a kid paralyzed for a year you don't think an adult should have been thrown in jail for that? Dude, there is so much. Yeah, true. And there is so much in the show that I'm like, bro, if you would just talk to your parents, if you guys would just act like rational adults. But like, they're in California, so like the kids are treated like adults there. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, what's what's next? Oh, hey, uh, you got to play the video, the video game video. It's video game news time. Okay. It's, it's a video game. All right, first on the docket for video game news, the highly anticipated next installment of The Legend of Zelda finally has an official title. The Legend Pass. of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, as Tears of the Kingdom is not only the next-gen game or next game in the series following the near-universe universally beloved breath of the wild but is also that entry's direct sequel the upcoming title has had fans taking or talking almost non-stop since it was first announced way back in june 2019 and the reveal of the official name has fueled those fires even more max why do you say stop like this is one of the best-selling games ever i hated breath of the wild i think it's awful I People love Breath of the Wild. Gaga over that shit. No, no, no. Yeah. It's universally it. beloved. It says right there on the internet, Max. Universally <laughs> beloved. The near universally. I'm in that near category. I, just I love like the, the open world sandbox that you get in Breath of the Wild, man. Like that that game was a shit ton of fun for me. And I can't wait for this. I think Tears of the Kingdom is a badass name. It That's is a cool, cool name, and I, I honestly might check it out because I do like Zelda games usually. And I love open world games. And honestly, I should give Breath of the Wild another chance. But I tried playing it when we were in the hospital waiting for James to be born. I tried playing it a little bit after he was born. And I just... I Do you think any of that has to do with it being on handheld? Because you played it handheld, right? That has... Yeah, that might have some to do with it. But I don't... I, I, some of it is uh, here's one thing i hate the weapons breaking it's a stupid gaming mechanic and that's actually a fairly universally thing one like critique that people have about the game is they hate that feature um and then two i don't like the controls on nintendo in general that's that's not nintendo's fault that's my issue but it's honestly a big issue because well, i'm on the screen and they want to freaking no it's even if i use the the pro controller i tried the pro controller if that's what you're gonna suggest it's built the same way as the xbox it is, but it's not because they want me to press the equivalent of Y in order to like attack and I can't change the button scheme and it honestly screws me up so bad that I can't play the game. Like, no, I either need to attack with the button on the left or the button on the bottom. I can't attack with the button on the top and them not letting me change it honestly ruined my experience. Like, I can't play That's the freaking weird game. weird that they don't let you change the buff. I love weapons breaking, man. That's just realistic stuff. You're eventually your blade's going to dull and shit's going to break. And, like, that's just the way it is. It, I like that that level of challenge it adds to the game, man. Well, I'm, I love it. Maxie, if you want to give it another shot, you can come borrow my Switch. I will borrow somebody's Switch someday. But I first, I need, to, here, so first I need to replay 
I need to replay Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I've only put 100 hours into that one, so I need to do that again. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm, I might I might borrow it from you. I do have a backlog of games, though, that I need to get through. Yeah. It's available. I, I, I Mine sits on the wall collecting dust, so... I, I will. I haven't seen the trailer for this, to be honest. But there is no I, trailer, right? Oh, they just announced that the game. No, coming. there was a little teaser at uh, at Nintendo Direct. Okay. So I'll keep an eye on it, and I don't have a Nintendo console to play it, so it's I can't really play it anyway. But hey, if it looks interesting and someone's willing to let me borrow their their Switch, I might try. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's here, dude. Just come get it. Uh, literally, it's it's hanging on my wall behind my TV, and it just collects dust because I got two of them. So mm-hmm. come get it. Um, all right, next, which is something I'm very excited for. This next piece of news, per CBR, after months of rumors, reports, and various leaks, it has finally been confirmed that the classic Nintendo 64 shooter GoldenEye 007 is finally coming back in the form of a new remaster. This when is also beloved- announced at Nintendo Direct. When the beloved James Bond game first launched back in 1997, it quickly set the precedent for what console shooters would become. And while it has since been confined to the platform that it was released on roughly 25 years later, it will finally be returning for new hardware. Nintendo only, I'm assuming, right? No, it's coming to Xbox. This is coming. Oh, that makes sense because Xbox owns Rare. Yeah. But it'll probably come to PlayStation. I don't know. I think it's coming to PlayStation. I think it's uh, so far. I've only seen announced for Nintendo and Xbox. Yeah, okay. Xbox owns Rare, so I don't think it would be coming to PlayStation. But what I have heard is that the multiplayer is only going to be available on Nintendo. What? Uh, I've heard. I've not heard that. I've heard that it's coming to both. That would be a shame because I pay for Nintendo Online. Like it's like twenty dollars a year, so it costs nothing. But their online interface kind of blows. Like even playing Mario Kart is difficult. Nintendo Switch's GoldenEye 007 has exclusive online multiplayer according to Game Rant. GoldenEye online multiplayer feature is exclusive to the Switch version. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Xbox gets it, if they, especially if they own Rare. There's yeah. no way they're going to bring that to the Xbox and not have multiplayer and people are going to the people are going to just be pissed off about it, and it'll eventually show up there because nobody, I hope this nobody wants to play this game for the story mode. They want to play it because of the nostalgia and memories of going to sleepovers at your friend's house and winning the sleepover because your odd job in the facility, laying down proximity mines and smacking people with a gold gun. Or yeah, I'm gonna play the only. shit out of this game, dude. <laughs> I I have nostalgia for the story mode, but I I definitely agree with you that like playing with friends is what I'd want to do. Like, I I totally I hope that the multiplayer comes on the Xbox or if it comes to PC, whatever. Is, but mean, like, I would love to get online with play, my buddies and like get a golden gun and you know replay on these maps and just have a blast. I just think that when anybody thinks of this game, they immediately think of the multiplayer. Yeah. Yep. You know, and and to to come out with this game and not have its most distinguishable feature would just seem a mistake, in my opinion. But we'll I we'll see. But they own the they own the game studio, so I don't see why Nintendo would get something. You know, Contract it might come to Nintendo to exclusively first. Yeah. Just like maybe, but I mean, like. Microsoft got Banjo Kazooie and all these other games that aren't on Nintendo when they bought Rare. 
I mean, they had that rare replay game come out. They were all exclusively Nintendo prior to that. Yeah, well, I think I think Rare owned those IPs, but I don't think they owned GoldenEye because it's like it was always because it's James Bond. Like they licensed but Nintendo it Nintendo doesn't own 007. No, but they might have owned like the rights to the video game version of just this game. I don't. I'm, I don't know. I don't. I don't know contract law. I'm just we'll speculating just on what it could be. I think GoldenEye has really weird contracts because they came out with Perfect Dark shortly after this. That was essentially the same game. Yeah. Same level. Different skin. But why was it called Perfect Dark and not like a new Golden Iron? Like I that's never made sense to me. I didn't they created a game and used basically all the guts from GoldenEye and put it and it was on Nintendo as well, wasn't it? Wasn't Perfect Dark on Nintendo? Yeah, I think it was on the original Xbox though as well. Yeah, yeah, but I just don't I don't understand it. I think it's one of those games that was there wasn't a bunch of like really when you think about it at the height of goal at the height of the N64, what was really out there? The the Dreamcast came in what towards the end of the N64's life? You had this uh, in the PlayStation. Was it? So you really there wasn't all you weren't in the world of exclusives yet. Like you didn't have multiple video game consoles out there. Like you had PC the Dreamcast, which PC I mean, was still like a small um, nugget compared to PlayStation. What like doing. Xbox was, the yeah, original Xbox wasn't even out yet. Like there wasn't a need for exclusivity back then. So I mean, they did try to remake this game and they they reskinned it with uh, changing Pierce Brosnan into Daniel Craig, and it didn't do very well. When did that but, happen? Uh, a few years ago. But um, I, dude, I just think there's no way they're gonna bring it to Xbox and not bring the online I to one of the right. biggest so, online consoles. PlayStation and Sega Saturn came out two years before N64. Yeah, Sega Saturn flopped. PlayStation obviously did not. But I think the Dreamcast came out. Dreamcast came out towards the end of the '64's life. Yeah, so the Dreamcast came out in 98. PlayStation 2 came out in 2000, which essentially killed the Dreamcast. And then and GameCube um, the came GameCube out in 01. But the GameCube kind of flopped too. Well, it sold 21 million units, so I don't know if that's really... I love the GameCube. I like Those controllers one. were stupid. They were dumb, but I loved it. Yeah. but Bomberman in, on that, so much in fun. In comparison, PlayStation 2 sold... Which I think for the long time PlayStation Two was the best selling console in history. It oh was. yeah, absolutely. One hundred fifty five million, but we broke that. The we broke that. The we? No, I thought PS Two was the best selling until PS Four. No, the we. I I remember hearing about the we being the best. No, but console. this doesn't make sense because I remember reading that. But this is saying a hundred and one point sixty three million. Oh, as of December thirty first, two thousand sixteen. That doesn't make sense to me. Because it was a big news thing that they that it unseated the PlayStation 2, I thought. Matt, you I'm not hallucinating this, right? Like you remember hearing something about that? Yeah. But but this says there's about a 50 million difference. Mandela effect, bro. Maybe it is. I don't know. But but by comparison, so GameCube sold 21 million. 
the 360, which was supposed to be a flop compared, you know, was it the 360 that was a flop? Or no, the no, PlayStation 3 was a flop. The 360 outsold the PlayStation 3, right? See, so the PlayStation 3 was interesting because it started bad. So the PlayStation 3 actually outsold the 360. But yeah, but they started behind. Million. Yeah, so like, I mean, we're probably looking at different lists because I still show the PS2 as the best-selling console ever. Well, but the we, Xbox doesn't sell we well overseas. I, I was saying that I'm reading that on the thing, but Matt and I both remember it coming out that it beat that it unseated that. But overseas, Ma- so. Microsoft consoles don't sell well. It's Nintendo and PlayStation. Like, yeah, that's true. Oh, is this domestic? I wonder if this is domestic. Because um, I that might be it might be the Wii was the best selling worldwide. Who knows? But yeah, I don't know. I know I didn't hallucinate that whole thing, but whatever. I think you did. No, nope, we might have been Matt the fastest selling too. console, but that may be what it was. I I know it was something that because yeah. the PlayStation Four says it sold one hundred and fifteen point nine million. Yeah, so here, as of August 2nd of this year, this is on IGN, PS2 sold nearly 160 million, so 159 million. Nintendo DS, 154 million. Game Boy and Game Boy Color, 118 million. PS4, 117 million. Nintendo Switch, 111 million. Wii's not even in the top five. I don't know. The Wii U is one of the worst <laughs> after the Sega Wii Saturn. Flop. That's why the Switch yeah. came out so quickly after yeah. Nintendo Wii lifetime sales. Lifetime sales. Wii, for... Why don't we move on? Let's do yeah. it. Let's go. All right. So next. Oh, the Star Trek video. Sorry. Matt oh, it's trying for next. Trek oh, well, can I? It. I was going to give a little piece of gaming news since it's not on the slides. Yeah, what's um, that? I just wanted to say how excited I am. They got a release date for Final Fantasy VII uh, Crisis Core remake. So this was a when game that, that came out, out December 13th of this year. So Crisis Core came out originally in 2007. It's about Zack Fair, who was like a character that you wouldn't even necessarily know about in the original Final Fantasy VII unless you did some side content. Um, but he's a huge part of Cloud's life. Well, I guess I shouldn't say you would you would know about Zach if you played the main story, but like not a lot. You would just know that Cloud thought he thought certain events that played out in his life, like he he placed himself in Zach's shoes when in reality he didn't experience those. Zach did. Cloud was there but didn't experience them. Anyway, so it tells like the story of who Zach Fair is. It's a really cool game. Came out in 2007. Was only on the PSP. They're re-releasing it December 13th. But like re, they're calling it a remaster, but it's kind of like remade. It looks so much better. Uh, I'm I'm here for it. It's my most ex- anticipated game for sure. So. I'm on IGN right now, and something interesting just popped up. Uh, apparently, and I don't know no why. No one wants Play- to hear about your weird boner. All right. No, I don't know why why Sony hates their consumers so much, but apparently, the playstation vr 2 it's not going to be backwards compatible yeah yeah it's not 
I they're also yeah, increasing like Hartman, the price of the PlayStation overseas. Hartman is screaming right now that they also announced a Tekken, a, a new Tekken and Street Fighter. Yeah, I saw Street Fighter Six, but that hasn't mattered for like the last four games. <laughs> I mean, they're still selling, dude. I'm not into fighting games, so that's not news that's exciting to me. Are they the God of War World Ragnarok trailer came out? Oh, yeah, exciting. that that game looks awesome. I need to play uh, the other God of War. You do. It is top five games ever. Is that on PlayStation Plus? It's on the PS Plus collection. Yeah, you've got access to it. Yeah, I should. I should start playing that. You absolutely should. I you just bought Cowabunga it, I edition. Well I enough. regret it. Cowabunga collection. Matt told you not to. Well, I realized, like, I thought I would be able to, like, I was trying to, I don't know. It's just a lot of the games that I was already playing. I haven't encountered any glitches. I don't know what glitches everybody's talking about. And it's just left, and it's supposed to be Star Trek time. <laughs> What were the glitches that that he was talking about? Uh, Matt Matt had said it was just uh, like uh, the input latency, the online's the online was really laggy. It was hard to get into a match, from what I remember. Yeah, you can't get into a match online for the fighting. The, the input the input latency is really bad when you're trying to play the original NES version of Turtles. Um, there'll be times where you're walking through the level and there's so many guys on screen that it just like starts lagging out and you can't really do anything the screen starts tearing it's it's very it's not good isn't that weird like these are supposed to be like supercomputers essentially compared to what the original nintendo was and they haven't figured out how to port these games over and then run flawlessly when were you evo champion hartman plus (laughs) fishing games oh man hartman's fun I think he meant fighting games. Just he spell, did. Spell it. He did. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure I was not missing the joke. <laughs> Sam says, speaking of gaming, I'm getting really good at solitaire. Nice. Oh, you watch Evo. Yeah, so do I. But I've went to Evo. I've actually participated in Evo. Evo. I participated in Evo a few years ago for Dragon Ball Fighters. I'm just saying of all the games that come out, like the fighting games are probably not among the best sellers. I mean, Call of Duty, Madden, like all those are the ones that are killing everybody or these big platformers. They sell well though, dude. There's a reason they keep selling. You're right. They're not going to be selling as high as Madden, FIFA, Call of Duty, but no, there's a huge audience. Tekken and Street Fighter are massive games in the fighting game community. Like Hartman's not wrong. Bigger than Mortal Kombat? Yes. Honestly, I think so. I thought Mortal Kombat 11 like was huge. Tech in the in the world of professional fighting, like Tekken is like the game. Tekken and Street Fighter are like the games. See, I feel like I own one and I don't need to own anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like I bought one and it works on my system and I'm good. Why? Yeah, and I'm sure that's a blasphemy to a fighting fan. But like a person who doesn't like shooters could say, I I own one Call of Duty game. I have all of them. Uh, I feel that same way. I feel that same way. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the all I see the Call of Duty thing is a bit different though because 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 people uh, like everybody goes to the new game, and if you if you play online, like there's not going to be a lot of players in those old games, right? It's just like TVs, man, and computers. They they make new games because they up the refresh rate. They up the the um, 
Well, they rebalance uh, frame rate things, data, new characters. Yeah, they rebalance mm. new fighting systems, new graphics, new everything. Man, it's just new like maps. It, it's and and you know I gave a bad example because <laughs> if you do play one COD versus another COD, they're going to be similar. But like for me as a gamer, if you were to say, "Yeah, I played Call of Duty, so I know I won't like Halo," I'd be like, "Um, that's not the same thing, though. They're very different. <laughs> they play very differently in my mind." But I, I get where you're coming from, Lance, because I'm not into fighting games. So I'm like, yeah, Tekken, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, whatever. They're all the same to me. I'm not into it. But then again, like I get the new Madden every year it comes out. So why like, that game's always shit? They have not changed anything about that game. Because I enjoy Madden. I usually get them on Black Fuck, Friday after dude. they've been out for a couple months. I I stop yeah. buying Madden because I'd play that shit for like two weeks and then never touch it again. I think I have the like the last nine. <laughs> Like Not I get them every Madden. year. Like when when around Black Friday, when they're like twenty to thirty bucks, I'll I'll pick it up. I never pay full price for most games, anyways. Max knows this about me. Yeah, but all, all right, let's move away. on to a galaxy far, far away, and hear what's new in Trek with Ishtavon. <laughs> That last whistle gets me every fucking time. And I forgot to switch the slide. I suck. There you go. You want me to read it, Ish, or you want to read it? No, I can read it. All right, go All for right, it, buddy. This is per, per deadline, main series star Sir Patrick Stewart, who has now been playing Captain Jean-Luc Picard for more than three decade, uh, decades on TV shows, movies, and video games, will be joined by a number of his former colleagues from TNG, a.k.a. The Next Generation, some of whom have had involvement with Picard and some of whom have yet to be seen on the series. The presentation reunites the main players of the 1987 through 1994 television series and its four feature films. The dace includes Jonathan Frakes, LeVar Burton, Gates McFadden, Brent Spiner, Marina Sirtis, Michael Dorn, along with executive producers Alex Kurtman, Rod Roddenberry, and Terry Metalis. So, I, I mean, this is something we've talked about in the previous episodes, that um, Picard Season 3 is essentially going to be Next Generation Season 8, because they're reuniting everyone. Everyone is still alive in that timeline. So, Except spoiler Brent alert. Spiner, right? Data. Because Data died. Yeah. Data died. He died. He not only did he die in the movie Star Trek Nemesis, but like they made sure he was dead at the end of Picard season one. Like he double died. Isn't but, he yeah, Android, other than though, that, can't they just know? bring him back like in a different as a different person? Well, that's that that that's what happened at the end of Star Trek Nemesis. He had downloaded, you know, his whole personality and all his memories um, into a database. And then, meanwhile, had found like one of the earlier versions of him, so it totally looked like Data, and they called him B four. And supposedly, the kind of the movie end of Nemesis hinted that maybe B four had taken on and become the new Data, you know, just taken on all the data, uploaded him. Um, but in Star Trek Picard season one, they said no. They kind of. They just said it so you don't see it, that B4 never worked, and he ended up being turned off and disassembled. 
and data still kind of existed in this virtual reality. And at the end of that season one, they literally like they pulled the plug in his data, like the actual data of data was destroyed. Mm. Interesting. If that makes watch any that show. sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yes, Sam. I know. Yeah, Star season Trek one's really good. I was Skip season two. Star it is Wars fucking joke. total garbage. But I'm really looking to uh, looking forward to the season three, which should definitely be you know the send off for this for this crew because you know. Well, it, it, here not, not getting any younger. Was it in this one? Oh no, I saw that the, it was the third and final season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right, I mean, we've any... seen we've seen this cast reunited in some form or another, you know. Um, even in season one, where they had you know Riker, Troy, and Data all showed up, but you know to have also Jordy and Doctor Crusher, that really rounds it out to to a true reunion. And I mean, as someone who used to go to the Star Trek convention every year, you know, I know it felt like every year they were reuniting because they'd always appear on stage together at some point. It's money, man. So they're like what's a, the last? They're like a family. What's the last thing Brent Spiner did? <laughs> Like outside of Star Trek, yeah, a lot of these guys is probably like their main source of income is doing these cons. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Those conventions are definitely like, you know, he's he's for a while he was at every single convention, but um, oh my god, he had a series actually. I think it was called uh, oof, something hell. I can't remember the title. So he's been, he's been doing some kind of like low budget series streaming yeah. shows stuff like that. But he's a hilarious guy. I read an article. <laughs> I read an article a few years ago that like these, um, all these actors and actresses, like they all wanted to be in like DC or Marvel movies or something like that, just to get on the con circuit because they make so much money from these con circuits. Like even if it's a small role, if you can get like on the con circuit, you will make bank. You know, but. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me. All right. Do you have anything else, Star Trek? No, uh, that's about it. I mean, we got if if um, Star Trek Lower Decks, I think episode four or five is, is um, I think, should have dropped today. And so that's gone. You know, that's season three. It's, that's a lot of fun. I, I like that show a lot. They also released a IDW released a Lower Decks comic book this week. Oh, that's cool. Obviously, I picked up and I got all the variants. I haven't had a chance to read it, but. Kind of just skimming through it, it just kind of looks like a, like an episode, but in comic book form. So as long as it's as hilarious and, you know, the best part of that show is the deep cuts. Like some of the jokes, like you literally have to have seen like all of Star Trek to get some of the jokes. And so I love that. It's yeah. pure, it's pure, you know, it's feeding my, true my fans. Yes. All right. Well, uh, thanks for taking us a, through a trip for the final frontier because I got criticized for my sneaking a star wars joke in there when i introduced it by saying a galaxy far far away so you know whatever final frontier it is but all right let's get into uh reviewing some some she hulk huh let's go the slide lamps I didn't know when I hit the button if it was going to stop the video. (laughs) So I was waiting for it to get to the end.
But I was just trying to episode. What episode are we on on She-Hulk now? Six? Five. Five. You didn't like it-ish? I'm giving it thumbs down. Yeah, I think I am too. I mean, I didn't... I'm sticking with the series because I hope what I'm giving it thumbs down for, I hope it's actually part of the story and there'll be a redemption. Well, give us us a synopsis of the first five episodes. The first five episodes. Well, no, no. Well, basically... Give us this, a this whole episode was one. just her dealing with uh, Titania, who you know copy did a, took the copyright on on She-Hulk and released a line of products, and now they go to court. A lot of the episode takes place in the court, and as part of you know her defense that you know she's She-Hulk and it's her identity, they parade out all the dates from the previous episode, all the dates that didn't work out. And I feel like as a character, like she hit a low point. Like she, I, I, at one point I was like, I'm feeling sorry for her. And then I'm realizing my like, man, like this is completely like pathetic. These guys, like the guy that she slept with, that she obviously really liked and approved. And he's like, yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't date her. And it's just like, oh my God, like this is our hero is literally at like rock bottom and then the solution for her is to listen to her extremely shallow, superficial friend who says, it's really just about how you look. It's all about looks. You got to dress better. You got to look better. And I think they've her just, lawyer? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, her BFF. I don't think it's her lawyer. It's like her, oh, her assistant paralegal or, or something. Yeah, yeah. I think they're paralegal. Um, Literally. The so only- yeah, Sam's right. Trademark, not copyright. Really, I just felt reason. as a show, you know, she a hero. And we're, we're, we're at a point where every episode she's less and less heroic to the point where, she, yeah, she's hit this rock bottom. She's literally almost like Thor. She's crying about her boyfriend now. And it's, I don't know. It felt like it's almost like she and Cell. Really, the only part of, like, the only reason for this episode is to make it to where now you know where she gets her costume from and to drop that Daredevil tease. Yeah, I I liked the episode last. And I thought the CGI hit it. It was like really bad in this. Like she walked around like Jar Jar when she's walking around outside on the street. It's like Jar Jar Binks, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, like it's the arms are all weird and wavy. Your hands are weird. Her face is weird. I I don't know. I don't understand why it's so like. I could understand it being a little bad, but it's probably the most egregious that I've seen Marvel do in the show. This, this might this episode might be worse than Thor Love and Thunder. The floating head. Like <laughs> it was bad, dude. Like there was times when she's sitting there alone, damn it. <laughs> there's times when she's sitting there you can tell like like when they do the CGI for Hulk, it he looks really good. Like when Hulk is on screen or even when Abomination was on screen, it wasn't that bad. But with her like it looks like she's not in the room. Does that make sense? Like it Yes. It looks I bad. just don't I don't understand why it's so bad and why Hulk and Abomination look so good. Or when Wong's doing like portals and stuff, like Wong looked good. Even the demons that were flying through when She Hulk was fighting them, they look good. But She Hulk looks bad. And is it a matter of they just can't do women? Because I know women have been hard, like in video games, like getting the hair down and and the features and stuff. Like for a long time, like back in the days of PlayStation and stuff. Like, and and a lot of artists have have issues drawing women. 
in general because the features are so different. Is that it? Like, what is it well, that makes they have her a so totally bad? separate actress who plays She Hulk? It's almost like it's a body cap, and it, yeah, it's, it's mocap mo and a body much double. larger, you know, much larger athletic woman. So it's not should, all the time. Like, it's not like they're taking this little actress and CGIing her. It's they're taking someone who's already that, <laughs> no, but that it, body type. Sam the twerking scene. Jiggle physics. The twerking <laughs> scene. The twerking scene is is the little actress in a mocap suit. Yeah, they've showed pictures of it. Is it really? It's not all. It's not always the body double. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's the and problem. I th and I don't think the body double does any mocap. I think it's just from like distant shots and stuff that they use the body double. I don't know. I I had heard, and I don't know if this is reliable or not that to save money they were using like an older version of mo motion capture for the show especially because she hulk's the main character and she's in it so much like yeah it was going to be a lot of cgi and so they wanted to use the older and cheaper and easier to do version that doesn't look as good and so maybe that's why like maybe they're using the more robust version of cgi for these hulk because hulk's already got his character model built character model built out from the other movies you know they already spent the money on that um abomination same thing they had a movie budget to put him in shang chi it's like maybe it's some of that like they've already got so many assets done to make these characters look good i that, can that's see why point. they look good i can see your point and and you you may be right what i would say that it's more damaging to the show to not just take the extra time i agree and build those things out like I it's agree. distracting it's very it's distracting, distracting. Every time her face makes a weird movement, I'm like, it, I love video games, but it looks like sometimes a video game cutscene, and I'm like, that's not a good thing. It doesn't look good. Oh, I would say I thought it was pretty meta when uh, Titania called her Shrek. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Right. That was yeah, like, I was that like, like, like that's almost like a joke at the CGI of the show itself. There, there. So I'll say this about the episode. There were some jokes. I cannot remember which one, but there was a, a joke or two in particular that were really funny. Like I, I literally laughed out loud. So like there was some decent humor in this. I liked the Avengers crap. I liked some, some of the funny stuff behind it. Like it was a decent little comedy episode, but it didn't really move the story much. It wasn't really that interesting. Well, did um, you guys catch the Easter eggs in the in credit stuff? Yeah. When they're the in shoes. The, the shoes, you get Doctor Doom and Fantastic Four and X Men no, and stuff. I didn't, I didn't see Doctor Doom, but I no. saw which makes no sense because that thing. means they're all existent and fully functional in that universe. So it makes no sense that they'd have lines of shoes for them. Well, I think it's I'm... just a picture, dude. Right. <laughs> well, I think it's just a pic. I think it's just a tease. Like I don't think. I don't think we well, need if to we're going to analyze that picture, what are they telling us, right? No, I think it's just an Easter egg. They could have had mean, a, like, a Batman and make it even funnier. It's like in the Spider-Man 2, we had a Doctor Strange Easter egg, but they never made that Doctor Strange movie. Do you guys remember in, in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2, there was a Doctor oh, Strange Oh, yeah. Easter Name egg. was taken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I, I think it's just an Easter. It's for fans. Like you have to really dig hard and look deep. Yeah, because it wasn't see. really in the show. It's just in like the storyboard drawing at the end of the show credits. Yeah. yeah. So. Which, by the way, can I can I tell you that what really pissed me off about this episode? Every no episode, every episode of every week that got me used to like sitting through all those pictures, 
for the end credits. Can I tell you how pissed I was that there was not one at the end of this episode? Because <laughs> I would have turned it off as soon as the theme music started playing. <laughs> that really pissed me off. Don't get me trained to do something and then and then not do it. Learn how to fast forward, you clown. That's what I did. I fast forwarded. Then I was like, wait, so did I uh, fast forward too fast? Dare, Daredevil, um, I guess, can kind of show or help her, help she become a hero. Yeah, yeah hopefully. I think that's what it's gonna because that's what I, I, I that's personally what I want. I want to see out of this show ultimately. I want to see her be a hero, do something heroic. I know they said don't expect like endgame level stuff, but even something just taking on a simple villain, you know. Uh, can Instead I ask you guys just this? I... I don't know. We're crying, we're crying over, you know, boys don't like me, and it's all it's all their fault, yeah. I think that a lot of this show is just her coming to the realization of who she is now. Like she's still battling those two sides against each other. Like, I yeah, think that's, that, that, that's kind of how I feel like all the things that it said that Ish was saying bothered him. Don't really bother me as much because I, I hope that these things are going to lead her into the person that we want her to be. Right. Rather than Thor, who was the person we wanted to know. Yeah. Be, and I agree. I hope so. But if they don't down. like, this is an egregious way. I don't think it's going to last because I think people will get pretty sick of this character if she was always down in the dumps, you know, Debbie Downer. Uh, I I think, I don't know. I think the inclusion of Daredevil and and these things are go like the end of the season. We're going to see her. We saw a shot in the teaser of her actually in the suit, like doing like it looks like she's going to jump into some crime fighting at some point that. I think that the whole show is just developing her to that point. That that's kind of what well, it seems like to me. Was it the third <laughs> episode when the um, the wrecking crew tried to take her blood? We still haven't found out who was trying to take her blood, right? Right. Yeah. We still have yeah, four so episodes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's still some time to like. There seems to be a villain somewhere. I think Abomination is going to be coming up again somehow. So there's something going on here. They're just taking their time to build to it. I think. I think we we've kind of seen like <laughs> I know I know she uh, she starts oh, out man. the series like she's high she's high on cloud nine and whatever like she feel like she's gonna win this case and then like we we see like a roller coaster with this character right so the first episode she's like yeah oh, she yeah, almost I'm goes from like Mary Sue case. to like Debbie Downer now yeah I think she I think it's just those two those two sides trying to find a way to reconcile themselves i mean if you look at if you look at um the hulk movie with edward norton which i guess is canon now for the most part uh i mean it was always canon but they never really referred to anything that happened in that movie before this series he edward norton kind of goes through the same thing where he's kind of like this little skittish guy and then when we finally get mark ruffalo he's like he's come to terms with his two sides you know what i mean she has to Sorry. reconcile her brain, <laughs> beauty, brawn, and boring personality. Oh, Sam. <laughs> yeah, every time she's not the Hulk, she Hulk, I'm like, oh, this is kind of, this isn't that fun. I would smash. So out you're just like that guy. You're I'd just like the guy out, showing out with. I'd smash her out as Hulk. I'd smash her out as Jen Walters. I don't care. I but don't discriminate. No. No, she she's attractive. I've always thought, ever since Orphan Black, I thought she was attractive. What I'm saying is that the She-Hulk, when she is She-Hulk, she's more likable. She's more funny. 
she's you know what i mean like she's more witty and then when she's the human version i'm just like oh i'm not that interested in this now if eventually yeah, they reconcile and she can be the same character all the time i agree with ish but i was just trying to you do know you, put a silver lining do on you it you think guess. that it's a um uh invulnerability complex like i would she she feels like when she's jen she's vulnerable and everyone can judge her but as she hulk she knows nothing can hurt her so she's invulnerable and so she allows herself to be a little bit more fun and have a little bit more foreign like hair down um yeah i think so i think so because we do it see almost the feels like though she doesn't like being hulk she does she almost resents she's still coming to terms with time. it yeah. she's still coming to terms with it but what i was saying is, is you see like that wouldn't be so far-fetched matt what you were saying because there is definitely a different personality when bruce banner is bruce banner to when he's smart hulk there's definitely a difference between his demeanor when he's in human form and when he's smart hulk right smart hulk is funnier smart hulk is more um uh more sure of himself and bruce banner still kind of a little skittish yeah so we st we do see a personality difference when he's in hulk form but wouldn't that be the same with anybody when they're feeling at their most powerful you Absolutely. know if, if i walk outside in a complete suit of you know like a mechanical iron man suit or something my personality is probably going to be different than if i worked walked outside just in my chonies it's almost like it's the same as like being drunk you know it it released that alcohol releases something in you where you just don't care Endorphins about all your and... yeah all of your like imperfections and mm -hmm. and shit and you just you let go you release your your inhibitions and you let go and you have a good time and so that's kind of what i associate her and she hulk form is it's like jennifer she knows that jennifer walters is looked down on and that nobody really pays attention to her and she's kind of like the squeaky little mouse and she's not you know she loses her job she's not getting anywhere and she's getting handed everything and she hulk like she gets fired from her job as jen then because of she hulk but then she's given a job to be she hulk and she can't get a date as jen but she can as she hulk you know so it's like that she hulk is that confidence boost where you know she can just be carefree as she hulk and know that things are going to break her way versus when she's jen and she can't catch a break but i can imagine honestly like put yourself in her shoes like that wouldn't feel great to 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 realize all of a sudden no one wants me for who i am they want yeah. me for this accident that happened to me and yes it's still when, her like no, she even is when, they, she when they bring out those guys on the when they bring the guys out on the trial, even they critted like the one guy he, he didn't like that as She Hulk, she spoke in the third person. He's like, I found that creepy. So they weren't exactly super thrilled at her Hulk form either, except sure, for the sure. one dude that she actually went to bed with. So I was oh, like, yeah. What like what are they doing here? Like, even as She Hulk, she's sitting there in that court getting kind of embarrassed. And I got to make a correction yeah. that we said last week. Lance, that is not Mother's Day. Uh, I realized that. I was going to text you, but it was 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> David Otunga. I was going to say, I was like, I didn't think it was it the was same not, guy. Did he not look like Mother's Milk? Oh, it, yeah. Time? It was like, like it was, I didn't catch it last week, but this week when he's in the courtroom, I definitely yeah. caught it. I watched yeah. it. It was like 2.30 in the morning. 
and I almost texted you guys, and I was like, "Oh no, Matt gave me shit for texting him this early last." Night. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> I was do about that. to text all caps, not mother's milk. <laughs> I got a buddy. Uh, listen, I got a buddy who lives in uh, North Carolina, in the uh-huh. three hours ahead of us, and he texts at like four in the morning, and because he's just getting off work and it's seven over there. And so he's texting me and my phone's blowing up and Aaron gets pissed. You know, seven at night over there and three in the morning here is way more than three hours. Seven no. in the morning there. I said four in the morning. Seven here. in the morning there, four in the morning here. Oh, he's getting off at seven in the morning? His time, yes. Oh, why? I wouldn't right. even four in the anybody at seven in the morning. Well, because <laughs> he's just... Do not disturb. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry, I was just trying to follow. <laughs> Well, I, I have started muting him. Well, I don't like putting my phone on Do Not Disturb because if something happens in the middle of the night, I want to be able to get that text message. You know, it's yeah. it's things like that. So, Or before yeah. the show when I thought, when I was worried, you were still napping? Aaron said, Aaron just text messaged me literally just now and says, please thank Lance for not texting us at 2.30 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Which it wouldn't have mattered because I think Matt said, oh, no, that was this morning. You said you were up since 4 a.m yeah yeah i don't know no but i I feel i i completely get where you're coming from matt the fact that and and max said it too like it's kind of like how you feel when you're driving down the street like in a ferrari that and if you're driving down the street in like a hoopty right Mm -hmm. you're gonna have a certain level of confidence when you're driving this really nice car or wearing really nice clothes or something like that. It's just, it's more extreme than that, obviously, but we've all kind of felt that feeling, right? Yeah. When you're feeling high on the, or on top of the world or whatever, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the episode, but I just, the CGI, man, I really hope they learn their lesson with this one and don't release things before they're perfect. Like it just frustrates me to no end that a company, one of the biggest companies in the world, Disney, is releasing something that looks like it was made by some guy on YouTube. An animation company. Yeah, An animation cool. company sucks at animation. I've seen guys on TikTok and in YouTube that are doing like special effects, like they're doing fireballs out of their hands and stuff and doing flip. Like there's this one kid, I think Disney hired him. He's like doing flips as like spider-man and shooting web like it's all special effects stuff that looks a million times better than probably the last four or five properties that that disney has done outside of spider-man no way home it's called um tom holland it's called tom holland it's his name tom holland no this kid this was a black kid Uh, he's dressed as miles miles morales miles malalis malalis miles malalis you guys didn't see this kid that he he was all over like on good good morning america and stuff like was this the corn kid (laughs) right no 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 (laughs) i like corn i love him he's so cute i i have not seen who you're talking about yeah he's he's pretty damn good at it but all i'm trying to say is that i've seen many things on youtube that look far superior these clouds in this moving graphic on this on this poster look far superior to anything we've seen in the television show. I like corn. I like the I like fun the fact. Miles Morales is played by the same voice actor in the video games that have come out recently, as well as the uh, 2017 animated cartoon. 
I didn't realize that until my son was watching the uh, animated cartoon really? from 2017, which is pretty good, by the way. And I'm listening to the Miles in the show, and I'm like, that sounds just like the video game character. And I looked it up, and it is the same. Oh, actor. not the movie. You're talking about a, t- a TV show. The, there's a TV show from like 2017 and on that's been running. It might be over now. I'm pretty sure it's just called Marvel Spider-Man. And so that's why I'm saying it's the 2017 one, because it's like the same name as the other shows, you know? But not Spider-Man into, into the Spider-Verse. No, 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 that's not that one. Else. Okay, no, I that's got someone confused. else. That's someone else. I'm talking that cartoon TV show and the Spider-Man video games and the and that's the cool. Spider-Man Miles Morales video game. Yeah, it's I think it's cool. He's I think he's great as the voice actor, so yeah, I was pretty pretty happy. No, that's cool. Uh, well, are you so you guys aren't abandoning this show? No, I'm not, I, dude. I'm already five episodes in. I'm just gonna keep chugging along. Yeah, it's, it's thirty minutes, and let's. I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. There's really nothing in media right now that like I'm super excited about. There's no new movies coming out until Ring October. Power, you're a bit geeked about. Yeah, well, let, let me finish. <laughs> so there's like there's no new movies. There's no new video games out. There's not like a new show to binge because I already watched Cobra Kai. And so it's like I've got a 30-minute episode of, of She-Hulk to watch. And then, yes, Rings of Power, which I think is our next topic. I'm I'm loving that. But, again, that's only an hour. Oh, no, we took so. out Rings of Power. That's okay. I can still talk about it. I don't need a slide. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I know you're kidding. <laughs> so i will definitely watch this although andor is next week speaking so, of rings of power yeah dun, dun, dun. now you guys go ahead and talk about it and i will <laughs> yeah the, the goal joel's doing the goal should be to watch 24 hours straight of morbius on netflix Uh-oh. no i mean if i was paid to do it i could do it no but it would be it would be tough It'd be tough. I'd have to be paid fairly well. I'd rather work than watch Morbius for 24 straight hours. <clears throat> so Rings of Power. I'm gonna go. Show. I'm gonna go to the bathroom while you guys are talking about this. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care. I'll do this. Hey, I'm probably, the rings. I'm gonna log off before you guys Max, talk about Clerks Three. So it's all good. Max, have you watched the um, 1978 version yet? I have not watched the 1978 version yet. And Good I, I Lord. We talked about myself. that like 12 months ago. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Why not? I, I'm i just kidding. I don't know. I'll get to it. I, I forgot. <laughs> do do I yourself forgot. a favor. And watch it. Yes. Animated Lord of the Rings, 1978. 77, I, 78. I forget what year. I need to find out do where it. I can watch it. Do it. You can't find it on Blu-ray. It's, it's or like, unless you want to spend a hundred bucks. Well, if it's on streaming, I'd watch it there, but I don't know if it's anywhere. I think you have to rent it on streaming. Maybe it's at your mm-hmm. library or something. You need to get your hands. I was actually going to buy you a Blu-ray and mail it <laughs> to you. And No, I kid you not. I was like, all right, if it's 12, 15 bucks, hell yeah. But then I saw it was like a hundred dollars, and you know I'm yeah, glad I got my copy when I got mine because it's like totally out of print now. But you need to oh, anyway. Too bad. Moving on to Amazon. I love this episode. I think it was my favorite episode so far. I am not caught up. Sadly, we tried to catch oh. up. We just couldn't. So I think Man. I think I still have to actually finish episode three. Damn it! Dang, dude, you're really behind. I yeah. I look forward to this show so much every week that I watch it Thursday night. Like as soon as it comes out, as soon as it's live, I watch it. 
Now, not as soon as. I probably watched it at like 9.30 last night instead of 9. But I'm watching it as soon as I possibly can. And um, it's funny. Uh, one of my favorite things in the world is to sit in front of a, a TV or a movie screen with a bowl of popcorn <laughs> and uh, and watch something. I don't know. Max loves socks for Christmas gifts. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, but... That's mean. That's really mean. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I think I'm too prude to get that joke. Uh, anyway, where was I going with that comment? That derailed me, man. That totally derailed us. The socks. It's all right. It's all good, dude. I just don't you remember don't, what You I was don't get now. the socks comment? Is it about masturbating? Is that what it's no, about? No, he's basically saying that you're. He's basically saying that you're boring. <laughs> that you oh, like, geez. You like. He's saying you have. He's saying you have bad taste, which you yes, clearly exactly. don't if you like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. come on, Hartman. Rude. Socks is like socks is like the gift you don't want to get because it's the most boring gift. Yeah, it. But it's a, it just means you enjoy simple things. Ah, uh, okay, okay, all right. Like white toast and. White toast is delicious. Watching paint dry. Watching Actually, paint dry is fascinating. I don't. I don't. Sometimes you, know, you do I don't like socks. watching paint dry, dude. When you're cold, <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, socks are not the worst gift. You know, I don't like getting socks as a gift, but Lance occasionally will get me some cool socks. socks. Are I like expensive. I like getting those. I would make sure you wash them. Before I pretty you much your feet. Though. When I buy you socks, <laughs> you've only done it like one time. You brought me one of those like. That brand you like? You got me like a Boba Fett pair. Oh, of socks. like oh yeah, the thirty dollars socks that I like. Yeah, yeah, like you got me some cool yeah. socks. Like I enjoyed getting those, but yeah, I'm not super thrilled. You to got get a book of Boba Fett uh, socks. Uh, uh, those, are, like a, those are things. Book I of know Boba Fett compression yourself, socks. So yeah, the, the, but like you give yeah. me a, a a pack of uh ankles ankle length black socks for my birthday. I'm not gonna like be Walmart, excited about it. Like starter yeah. socks. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, I might need them, but I'd rather just buy those on my grocery my, run. Dude, my dad drives me nuts. Like, one of the best things I love to do is buy people gifts. Like, Max knows this about me. I like yeah. buying people gifts, and I like buying things that I know you're not going to buy yourself, but I know that you'll – I hope that you'll like. So I take risks when I buy – like, Max's last gift that I got him for his birthday was a clock. Uh, it's above his TV, so he can't really show it. But it's a clock that was – um laser etched out of an old record that has the all the darth vader and you know max how do you describe that the clock i bought you and it has led behind it yeah but, uh, I'm trying to, it's an old record that's been cut into the shape of a you can't see, see it from that it has like darth vader and stuff but it's yeah. an old record that's something i know he would never buy himself or the $30 yeah. Boba Fett you, sock. You got me this pop. I don't buy pops, but I like it because it's Star Wars and it's Darth Vader. So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, so I really like Rings okay, of Power. Yes, I just don't want to ruin anything. I don't want to ruin anything for Ish, though, since you haven't watched it. So I'm just going to say this. Damn it. Ish, you came on the I'm... show knowing we we're going to talk about it and you didn't watch it. <laughs> okay, so this one show I do watch with my wife and we have our window to do so. Every night is so small. Listen, one busy of us man, just right? even like Dude, I get starts it. to fall asleep. It's dominoes. We're done. So Dude, we, I get we tried it. our best. We tried yeah. our best yesterday, and it just we couldn't we couldn't make it. Yeah, I think Kelsey and I have watched a total of ten minutes of TV together this week. Like it's just we don't have time. 
unfortunately. So I'm, I'm with you. But that's the one thing we want to, you know, we want to watch together because we both love Lord of the Rings Tolkien so much. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I will give spoiler free reviews then because I know Ish enjoys Lord of the Rings content and I don't want to ruin it for him. I'm just going to say, I think the music is fantastic. Obviously we've already talked about it. The production value is really high. Like the visual effects, like there was a scene at the beginning of this episode that I was like, how is this a TV show? How is this a TV show? It is crazy. Nice to look at. And I, I just watched like when I'm, when I'm working and uh, doing like projects, I'll, I'll throw on movies I've seen a million times before. So I watched the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy this week while I was working. But when I was done working, I'd keep watching because they're they're long, and I always watch the extended editions. And so I'm watching those, and those are beautiful movies. <laughs> and I get it, like they're you know they're 20 years old now, but the TV show looks like even better than that, and that's a TV budget. And and I I know again, this is 20 years difference in technology, so like there's obviously some it is not advantage a TV there. Budget. It's I the know. most expensive TV show ever produced. You like, know, not much I has know. changed in 20 years because the first Transformers movie still has better special effects than almost every movie that's come since. Joe's Doolin's a big Ed fan. So, well, yes, you're Ed. right. You're right, Lance. This is a this is a movie budget. I'm just saying that's what I'm getting at is this is a TV show and it looks absolutely incredible. That's oh, all I've watched the trailer and I said, and, and, and I don't like Lord of the Rings. Like in the least, you're never going to get me to like it. I've tried. I don't like it. But I've seen the trailer and I said, this is the most beautiful TV show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like it, it like looks the orcs, gorgeous, which the orcs are me, totally movie level, you know, make yeah, it, they look way better than the Hobbit. It looks totally gorgeous. movie level. Yeah. Which makes me even more pissed off every time I watch Sea Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway, so like, so going over like these episodes, so like, um, there's some there's a new character that's introduced in the fourth episode that I have been enjoying some of like the developments there. I like the way they're taking the story. I've got some theories about where things are headed. Now, obviously, some of what's happening is like they're basing it on the second age and the historical events that happen there. Like, I don't know, I'll just say this for people that may not know. Like the second age of Lord of the Rings is like a 3,500 year period or something like that. They're compressing all of these events down into this TV show so that they can all kind of be next to each other. Where in reality, you might have a big event that happens and then it's, you know, 500 years in between the next big event. Well, that would be kind of boring to have one season, you have these characters oh, and the next the season, you got these new characters and like, that'd be dumb. So they're putting all the events together in one time, you know, timeline. And so like, if you read any lore and I'm not like a lore expert for Tolkien, like I love the books. I've read the originals. I've read the Hobbit. I love the movies. I've played video games, but like, I haven't read the Cimmerillion. I haven't read Unfinished Tales. I, I don't I don't profess to be a professor on this. But if you know like some of the events, Elendil is going to end up being king and Isildur is going to end up being king, obviously. And like Numenor is going to fall eventually. So it's like they're building towards some of these events that are going to be happening. And I'm finding it really fascinating to see how that's going to occur. And then they're also bringing in new elements that aren't necessarily in um, all of the the materials that have been written by Tolkien. And some people are upset about that, but I'm sorry. There's a lot of stuff in the original movies that also wasn't in the Tolkien's like in Tolkien's books that people don't get that upset about. Correct, um, yeah. Now I think there are bigger changes in the TV show than like Tolkien did, but like there, there's supposed to be an army of like a hundred Dunedain people like Aragorn in the third book. They never show up. The ghosts aren't supposed to fight at Gondor. 
they do anyway because it looks really cool for a movie i get it you know what i mean like there's all these changes i'm pretty sure aragorn had um the sort of elendil the entire book series or he had i think he had it from rivendell on in the first book but in the in the movies he doesn't get it until the third movie like halfway through so like there's like things that change and i think for I think that that can be fun because that means you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Matt experiences this all the time. You do ish all the time as like more avid comic book readers than Lance and I, you read all these comics, you know, these storylines, but yet you go into the movie and you're like, something's going to happen that I don't expect still because they don't always yeah, keep MC it. Does it all the time. Sometimes they just use a name and do it completely differently. You know, well, that pisses me off. Mishmash elements from mm-hmm. different comics and roll them into one storyline. Like, it's never completely comic accurate. You know, now, and I was thinking, like, I used to consider myself like a big, like, Tolkien, Lord of the Rings purist. And so I asked myself, and I see all this angriness online. I'm like, well, why why aren't I upset that all the changes? Why doesn't it all bother me? And I realized, you know what? My other crazy big fandom, for instance, is James Bond 007. Those fucking movies are nothing like the books. And the books is like the sacrosanct source, right? But the movies are completely different, and it never, ever bothered anyone. And that became the greatest movie series of all time. Well, so you I'm were like, yeah, that's not a big one. deal. Marvel does it. This is doing it. Do we want everything to be exactly like the other thing? No. You know, you can have I, the movies. You can have the books. Now we have the series, and they're all separate entities that kind of play in the same sandbox. And as long as that sandbox feels like Tolkien, I'm totally okay with it. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Wasn't it one of Tolkien's like things is that he did not want his lore changed? He did not want it. Tolkien changed his own lore all the time. Tolkien couldn't keep his own lore straight. Like, for instance, the Blue Wizards is a great example. Three different times he came up with different origin stories or different purposes of the Blue Wizards. And then he wrote, you know, a lot of his stuff is from letters he wrote. And his letters, his son took and made them into canon because he was like well he talked about this event in the letter he wrote that's now part of the lore and then those letters totally contradicted other stuff that was in the book so even tolkien couldn't keep his lore straight yeah and like so here's here's a here's a thing i'll say about the show that not that this makes it perfect because wheel of time i think sucks and brandon sanderson and robert jordan's wife because robert jordan the original author he died but his wife, who helped you know edit his books, and then Brendan Sanderson, who wrote the last three, they are involved in the Amazon TV show, and they like give it their you know stamp of approval and thumbs up. I think that show's pretty bad, and it's a horrible adaptation of those books. But so the point I'm about to make doesn't you know doesn't necessarily hold weight. But one of the things is the Tolkien estate has been more involved with this one, as I understand it, and they're giving it more of their blessing than they did the movies. I guess Christopher Tolkien actually thinks that the movies are awful. And I think last week we talked about how Peter Jackson had offered to come consult on the show and they turned him down. And I was like, oh, that's awful. Why wouldn't you let Peter Jackson come on? I guess it's because Christopher Tolkien himself said no. Christopher Tolkien didn't want him to. Now, I don't know that that's the right call because I love the movies. And like, I'd love to, I would have loved to have seen Peter Jackson's input here. But if you're talking about like, the lore so they're not allowed to use anything from the movies because that's you know warner brothers so even like yeah. we see these posters here you know the sword of ellen Doyle is different in this show than it is in in the movies in vigo mortensen's hands they can't even use the same look of the sword 
Oh, can they not? Is it that strict? No. Yeah, they can't use wow. anything from the movies as far as design. That's that's something that's unique to the movies. And for instance, like the sword hilts. Yeah, there's so got to be some degree of flexibility that's... there because it looks like the movies in a lot of ways still. You know, it looks like the world of Middle Earth. They Definitely probably just does. excuse it. It's like, uh, oh, what's something that uh, the King Kong? Well, they're just showing that there's different yeah. ways to depict Middle Earth. You don't have to use the yeah. exact same way that Peter Jackson did. You know, or as long as it has view. this kind of mystical medieval feel to it. Well, like, I don't know if you've seen the shot yet um, in episode three. It's uh, it's in episode four a lot. There's a shot of um, the um, the city of Numenor, and it looks a lot like Gondor. Yeah, I've seen Which, the part you... where the she has the premonition dream of the way. Well, there's that. Yeah, there's that, too. Arwen, be quiet. There's, there's that, too. But, like, just in general, when you see, like, the city... A lot of the architecture and the way it's built looks a lot like Gondor, which makes a lot of sense because Gondor is built by Numenorians. Like it's my understanding is it's yes. like Elendil and Isildur and them they they migrate over and they end up building they end up building Gondor and that's how they become the kings. Day. And I, I might be a little wrong on that because I think Elendil is actually king of Numenor at one point, whereas Isildur never is. He's only king of Gondor. And I could be wrong on that. Isil but... Yeah, Isildur is the prince, yeah. Yeah. So, and at this point in the TV show, neither of them are royalty. So that's like the other thing is like, how is Elendil going to end up becoming a king and and take over, you know, and start his reign and things of that nature? Um, in the latest episode, we get a bit more from Durin and we get more from um, Elrond because I don't think in episode three they're in it at all. Um, so I really enjoyed seeing more from them. I love the dwarves in this. I love how they're portrayed. Love the actor who's playing Durin. Um and you yeah, get to see Durin's King Durin uh, Jr. I think the king is Durin as well. But you get to see the king of the dwarves, and he's 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 pretty good. Uh, that would I'm be just Durin having a lot of fun. Third. Yeah, so I thought that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I think they're both Durin. See, and that's another change in the show because Durin three and Durin four are not father son or even grandfather grandson. There's like a kind of a big gap between them, so it's just like a name they adopted, like. You know, kings just adopt, pick a name. But here in the show, they've clearly condensed it and made it father and son. Yeah, again, for that, like, reality of hundreds and hundreds of years between these events, whereas, like, the elves can survive Correct. all of that time, but that's not how Dwarven and even Numenorians, <laughs> like, the Numenorians, I think, could live hundreds of years, but not uh, not thousands of nope. thousands. <laughs> Yeah, because Aragorn lives, I think, lives to the age of like 280 or something. Yeah, before he dies. And that was yeah. like a short-lived life because he had mixed bloodlines by the time he was even alive. And pretty sure like Elendil and stuff, I don't know if Elendil lived to Ouch. 900, but they they lived pretty old. Coach Lou Holt should note. Well, it's just, it's cool. Everyone who, uh... Sorry, go it's ahead. Cool. I'm just saying it's cool lore because the Numenorians are like, not like their reflexes and eyesight and stuff aren't as good as the elves, but like they're superhumans, and that's what makes them so unique and interesting. And that's why I was upset when there wasn't like the 80 to 100 Dunedain in the Return of the King. So I'm like, dude, you gonna have a hundred Aragorns fighting? That's gonna be yeah. awesome. You know, that would have been really cool. Every time you say that, I just think of the Numa Numa kid. The what? Numa Dorian. I just think of the Numa Numa kid. Who's Numa Numa oh. kid? It's that uh meme that was going around of the kids, the Every set kid sitting at his computer and his music starts playing and he's like dancing around to it. You've never seen the new oh, new kid. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. That's what. <laughs> you know about the I, 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 yeah. I, oh. yeah. 
Yeah. I didn't know that's what he was called. Mm-hmm. That's the meme of our generation, man. Or the YouTube Norman, video. Norman kid. Hey, man, right, if well, you ever want to br- brush up on some of the lore, there's a YouTube channel called Nerd of the Rings. And yeah. I, I'm loving it. It's little, you know, five minutes or 10 minute or 15 minute videos. So you're not sitting there watching hours. And they'll just be like, they'll pick a character and they'll go, this is his whole history. And it's like a lot of cool infographics and maps and stuff. Nerd of the Rings. Are you are you saying something, they also do something wrong? Of the TV show. I'm sorry? Are you saying there, are you saying there's something wrong with, with YouTube channels that are multiple hours-ish? <laughs> well, they can be. Some people don't have time to sit down and watch two hours. No, of no, the history I'm, of Alron, I'm just saying because all of are over two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, hey, I just I'll subscribed just, to that channel. Mom's fully passed out already. She didn't even last like forty minutes. Yeah. Well, I'm good. I've I've said my piece about Rings of, Rings of Power for this week. I just didn't want the freaking episode to end. I just. I loved it. I loved it, and uh, it, that was my favorite part. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I say the uh, all the screaming on the internet. I don't know. As a long, long time Tolkien fan, I feel like they're wrong. You know, there's nothing wrong it, with the show. It, it just I it, agree with you. like it's everything now. Like I'm just getting sick and tired of people get people are pissed because Ariel's black in the new movie, or they're pissed because of this, or. Just shut the fuck up. Watch it or don't watch it. Like, just hey, 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 shit out of me. You shut up because being outraged <laughs> on the internet is what we do every week. All right, without being outraged on the internet, we wouldn't have a show. It just, but for the no, dumbest no, shit, that... no, you're done. You're done. I'm with I'm with Lance, but let's you're let's done. move on. It, but I I I don't think I'm wrong. I mean, there's people that uh. That, that are pissed about this little mermaid thing and it's like get, just shut the fuck up man dude that trailer gave character. me chills i i love the little teaser personally there was one thing she did in the song that i didn't like but i really don't give a shit that she's a black they girl do like water it, effects better than good. aquaman yes, why do you guys even give a shit about little mermaid anyway like come on. and that's the joke i've seen online all these men like, who don't give a crap fuck? anyway like i don't, like, don't want to talk about little mermaid like this is ridiculous. <laughs> well, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna take probably take my girls to go see it and but i really i don't understand why people care i don't get it it doesn't make any sense to me people were pissed like, off come on fanboys focus your rage on star wars and just stick to but that. even then even then just watch it or don't leave the kitty too, stuff that's be. too easy now that's too easy now ish it's i just like to be on star wars is just too easy i just what, like to be happy so I, I don't complain as much as I used to because I'm just like, I just want to be entertained and enjoy my life. And I enjoy my life by not complaining as much. What really pisses me off is that they're they're attacking these things. But a lot of these, like Kevin Feige, who makes all these Marvel movies, loves the properties. And then people get so mad because he makes a change in a character or something like that. And it's like, well, he loves them enough that like he's not trying it's not like ryan johnson who isn't into star wars and made a star wars movie and everybody got pissed at him he didn't have the love for the franchise but yeah it just jj abrams made star trek movies. which that's one of yeah. the best fucking jokes in clerks three ryan johnson is well. yeah where he talks about where um randall talks about 
the Mandalorian, like he's recapping the Mandalorian, and then he's like, I shit you not, Luke fucking Skywalker shows up. And I'm talking the young, sexy Luke, like from Return of the Jedi, not the old get off my lawn Luke, from, uh, not the old get off my lawn Luke from Return of the or from the Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, he's telling his heart surgeon <laughs> the story, and it's funny because his heart surgeon is the chick who plays the um, like spaceship mechanic in the Mandalorian. Yeah, and then and then she uh, she turns. They're talking about Batman. And she turns around uh, to the guy and says, uh, with great power comes great responsibility in Batman's voice. It's hysterical, dude. <laughs> and he goes, what the fuck did you just say? That movie's yeah. awesome. I love that movie. Which, that's a good, nice segue. Are you guys done talking about Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I tried to get you to change the slide a few minutes ago. Then we're going to talk about Clerks. Clerks 3. If you haven't seen it yet, you can turn off now because we're probably going to get to spoilers. I did a nice... Quick six-minute spoiler-free review of it on the channel. If you want to check that out, I'd appreciate it. And Max, um, I am begging you to watch these movies because Max has never seen any of them. I've seen this the second one, one. Yeah, the second one. And Matt, I know, likes the second one. I don't like the second one. The first one, though, is phenomenal. Like, the first one is considered a cinema classic. Would you agree with that, Ish? The first black and white I would. I would, with the caveat that I don't, I don't really, it's, it never really did anything for me. But I do agree, it's, it's a, it's a, a cult classic at the very least. Yes, it's considered, it's considered a, a, a very pivotal movie as far as the cinema tapestry is concerned. It did nothing like, for you, but yet you literally live this life every day when you're at work. You always, you always talk about the customers that come in and say stupid shit. No, and, and I was years. I was at the very same time this movie came out. I was like a wannabe Kevin Smith in film school, young and up-and-coming filmmaker. And then it was like, he made this movie. I was almost a little jealous at first. I was like, I could have done that even better. But Yeah, I just feel like the, the, specifically with Clark. It definitely ushered in the era so of, of I, this might, might not be the best term, of the kind of the homemade movie. Mm -hmm. Where you literally self-financed a movie, you made it on equipment you owned, and you found a distributor, which today the movies like that are a dime a dozen, right? So the entire movies are made on fucking iPhones. I mean, that's like Napoleon Dynamite was. It was just like this budget movie, and I loved it. Napoleon Dynamite I would put in a close category to Clerks 1 as far as the, like, how they were created. You know what I mean? Napoleon Dynamite was actually a college uh, assignment. Like this guy made that movie to turn in for a college assignment. But uh, whatever the the director or writer's name is. But Clerks 1, dude, like it is so relatable. Like, yes, there's some outlandish things that happen, but apparently all these things actually happen or the, for the most part, they happened. Right, Matt? Like they were stories from when these two guys worked at, at this at this convenience when store. Kevin and Brian Johnson worked at yeah the, and the convenience the convenience Dude, store they're filming is at is the me. one that they're working <laughs> at. So they're fil the convenience store where they're filming at is a real convenience store, and it's the one that they actually worked at before he became a, a film director. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's just great, and this third movie is so like everything about it is just meta. So the third movie, so the first movie is all black and white. It's about them, you know, and their dead end jobs working in this convenience store. Some, some crazy shit happens. The second movie 
the convenience store burns down, right? And they go work at this fast food place. Movies. Movies. Uh, and then the third one, they have purchased the convenience store. They're now, Randall and Dante are now the owners of it. Um, and this is all in the trailer. Uh, Randall has a heart attack, has kind of a, a reacquaintance with his life and decides to create a movie, thus taking it, and they recreate shots from the first clerks. And it talks about why it's in black and white. And it talks about, it brings back all these original actors from the first movie, which was almost 30 years ago now, right? Yeah. 24. 28 years. 28 years. Nearly 30 years ago, they bring all these actors back to replay the roles that they played nearly 30 years ago and redo these scenes for Clerks 3. It's just, it is probably the most fantastic culmination of three movies that I've ever seen. Would you agree, Matt? As far as yeah. the trilogy is concerned, it buttons up this trilogy so nicely, better than anything I've ever seen. Yeah, and it it allowed Kevin to really go back and, you know, look at Clerks 28 years later and, you know, finally say, fuck it, I'm going to do this movie the way I wanted to do it and not the way the studio made me do it. Because if you know the the original Clerks, Dante dies. He gets shot and dies at the end of the original Clerks uh, They never movie, show him but dying, they, but he gets shot. Right, but they change it. To where the, him and Randall have that big fight. So in this movie, in a lot of ways, Kevin finally got to go back and make Clerks the way he wanted without studio input making him change things. Yeah, Lionsgate gave, gave him completely free reign. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful movie. Dude, I cried at the end of this movie. And Matt, yeah. I know you did. Oh, okay. I was worried Matt was going to act tough on this show because no, he, no, he I got a lump in his I did. throat too. Yeah. And Kevin Smith, he comes on the credits and he starts talking about how grateful he is to everybody that that's followed him throughout his career. Like he's talking over the credits saying, basically, thank you for supporting me and thank you for seeing these movies and, you know, why I made these movies and why they mean so much to me. It is so heartwarming, just every aspect of this movie. And it's funny. There's a lot of funny stuff. I was kind of talking to Max and he just left. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I never thought Clerks would make me cry, dude. I never thought that in a million years. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I was talking to my buddy Tim about it. And he was like, well, it wasn't what I expected. It's got, it's not, it doesn't have a lot of laughs in it. It's more serious. And it makes sense because you got to think, like, he's he's pitching this movie to kids who are adults now who grew yeah. up watching this, who are in that same situation. So, it's only the natural progression that this movie goes to from the dick and fart jokes and, you know, what clerks was to clerks too. And now the culmination of men in their middle age, cause they're both in their, um, in their fifties working dealing at a convenience with, store. Yeah. Working at a convenience store and they're faced with their own mortality, both of them in very similar yet different ways. And it's, it's more of a serious movie about them really dealing with that and how you re and how you look at um how you look at life and how you view things because there's a lot of 
there's a lot of times in the movie where they're talking about clerks being Randall's life, and he he constantly reminds people and Dante like this is a movie about my life, this is a movie about my life, this is a movie about my life, and it's like you don't take stock. You're you're so self-absorbed. You don't take stock of what's really going on around you and who's around you and really the people that share that story with you until it's too late. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And, it was and super the, fucking good. That's one of the best lines of the, the, the exchange. Are we getting into spoilers now? Um, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk spoilers, we can. Yeah. Well, there, there's a spoiler free review that Matt did yesterday. that's on the channel. Um, but we're going to get into spoilers now because spoiler, <laughs> you want to fix that? <laughs> I didn't even write that. Who did no, that? I, I, I did it. I think I just typed too fast. Uh. <laughs> Spoiler review. Um, the best, the most heart-wrenching scene of the movie, the best scene of the movie is at the end of the movie, Dante. So Ran- the movie starts with Randall having a heart attack. The mi- movie ends with Dante having a heart attack. He's in the hospital. Randall, they won't let Randall see him. Randall sneaks in and says, Hey, like they just had this big fight and that's kind of what causes Dante's heart attack. Um, they have this big fight. He breaks in the hospital. He's, he spends all this time editing his movie, brings the, the edit to Dante in the hospital and says, Hey man, this wasn't my movie. This was like, you were there. This is your story. Like he kind of comes to the realization of how important Dante is to, to the whole clerk's storyline. Right. And it is, and he's crying, and it's the, really the first time you see Randall be more than just a character. You know what I mean, Matt? Like it, it's like you see him as an actual human being that has feelings when he's never presented himself that way. Yeah, and there's a lot of Star Wars references in this movie because I wouldn't be clerks without Star Wars references, but. Randall refers to Dante as the DAC. Like, mm-hmm. and even in the, even when he's writing the script, he calls him Dan T. And like, Dan T is a hideous fucking chode of a man. And like, Dan, Dante says, I've worked in this clip, you know, the quick stop with you all these years. And in this script, I only get like these little minuscule parts. And he doesn't even show up till the third act or something like that. Yeah. And he, he calls him the, the DAC. He, he doesn't, he's not C3PO. He's not R2 D2. He's not Chewie. He's not Han. He's the DAC. Luke Skywalker's gunner and it's yeah it's at the end of the movie where he finally like shows Dante the finished movie and it's actually playing real footage from the movie clerks and he says that you know you're you I was wrong you're the the Luke Skywalker in my story you always have been but like I said it deals with loss in a lot of ways because not only is Randall dealing with his own mortality after having the same you know heart attack Kevin Smith did and wants to make a movie about his life and is upset that he didn't do anything you have Dante on the other hand dealing with the death of of his wife Becky and and their daughter Grace and how he really didn't get any time with her because I mean it is spoilers but if you've watched Clerks two at the end where they get engaged a couple months later she gets hit by a drunk driver and dies and so she's pregnant you, at the time yeah when right? she's pregnant and so like you have Dante still grieving that death and dealing with that and not with her being around and still like he can't go into the movies they worked at. And there's, there's a lot of things that he can't do. And and Randall's gets, oblivious to all this. Yeah. And so he gets drunk and comes back and they're shooting the end scene of clerks, the salsa shark scene in clerks where they had the big fight and, and Dante explodes at him. And, he, and 
you know, Randall tells him, he's like, you're fucking this up for me, man. Why don't you think about something other, someone other than your fucking self and calls him selfish. And Dante kind of explodes and just flips out on him. And he's like, you know, you almost died. Boo fucking who the boy who cried, the boy who cried heart attack. And he's yep. like, I did fucking die. Some of us did fucking die because he lost his, his wife and kid. And, it, and that's when he has the heart attack and it dies. And it, it leaves Don, you know, Randall or Randall alone with Elias and it just it's it ends the way Smith wanted to originally end clerks with Dante dying and but this this movie was so well kept under wraps that I never saw the Dante death coming and like even they for like Aaron said it to me after we saw it she's like it kind of foreshadows it in the beginning because she tells him that he needs to get his heart checked out if they've been having the same diet and then Dante drops dead from the same type of heart attack because only 85 80% of the people who get this kind of heart attack die. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's crazy. Like it's very eye opening and it was very like, it, it really caught me off guard and I was like, Oh shit, man. You know, like it was like a swift punch to the gut. Can I ask you something? Hmm. Well, I have two thoughts. So this Jay and Silent Bob, Mall Rats, it's all in the same universe. This is uh-huh. the culmination of of Clerks. But are we going to see Randall again in some capacity? Like, is there potential for that? You could potentially see him again down the line. I think this is definitely the end of the Clerks trilogy. Like, you might see Dante and Randall pop up kind of like they do in like um, reboot well, not Dante. Well, even if it's something that takes place place before the events of clerks three you might see dante again um, <coughs> randall could pop up anywhere like if they do a mall rat sequel randall could pop up at some point like you could definitely see more from randall going for- forward but this was definitely like the perfect combination of yeah. this trilogy and like i've seen it twice i saw it twice the, like i said in my review the first time i was screaming it's a 10 it's a 10 it's, it's fantastic it's a 10 that I watched it again and it, it really like I want there's more I would want from it. Um I kind of want a little bit more of that humor and and stuff mixed in with the seriousness. And I, I kind of felt like there was some stuff that dragged on for a little bit longer than it need to, but I liked it. I, I really can't wait to to own it on DVD and I'm yep. essentially really thinking about going to the roadshow when it's here in November. I to was see it. too until so. I saw the price of those tickets 55 bucks 50 bucks to watch the movie but you don't really get anything else out of it right well i would probably do the i'd probably do the vip one how much is that 125 what does the vip one get you you got um you get a signed copy of the clerks three the original clerks three script you get a photo op with kevin smith you get a lanyard and some other stuff that sounds more worth it. I may do that. It's in November, right? Isn't it the end of November? Yeah. Yeah. I may do that. I wonder, do you think Jay will be there? Uh, Maybe. I'm not sure. Is there an opportunity to get my Blunt Man November and Chronic 20th. pop side? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, if you do the VIP and he does the, the photo op, he might sign stuff for you. I don't know how that's going to I go. want that signed so badly by the both of them. I have Iron Bob signed, but I bought it signed. Like, <laughs> but dude, I, 
my well maybe if you move your wedding around the 20th aaron no 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 there's because that's what he said if he's in town for the road show right yeah yeah it's never gonna happen listen i'm a fucking realist i understand it's never going to happen it'd That'd be, be cool awesome, if it did though. like um i so you were saying like you wish there was more humor in it i think that's the reason i'm not a huge fan of clerks too is just because of how stupid it was like uh, i feel there's a place for that in jay and silent bob i expect jay and silent bob to be stupid but clerks 2 is just so over the top like i love clerks 1 and i definitely love this third movie but clerks 2 i've never been a huge fan of but see like aaron was saying though before she said that uh she felt like um they randall. showed randall with feeling in the end of the second one they kind of do because he's kind of faced with the the realization that there might be life after Dante leaves and that Dante's so focused on getting out that he doesn't see what what's right in front of him and they should buy the quick quick stop and um that's what they do and it's kind yeah. of like you kind of start seeing him grow up a little bit there and I, I mean I like I like the way it went like it's I thought and it it's been well. years it since just, I've seen it it's the only yeah. one I haven't watched multiple <laughs> times. Well, in this one, because I just saw it Tuesday for the first time. I plan on watching this again. Maybe it's just something I need to watch again. And maybe I'll have a better appreciation for it than when I first saw yeah. it. I was still like a newbie when it came to Kevin Smith when Clerks 2 came out. I saw the original Clerks but and Mallrats, but I never really watched anything else. Yeah. It was only a couple years later that I started getting into all of his stuff. And now he's his movies are some of my favorite movies ever. Like a reboot was just fucking awesome. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Man, I even fucking love Chasing Amy. I just think this movie does a lot to show you like how self-centered and conceited we can be at times because Randall Dante's been living with this grief of losing his wife and kid this entire time, entire time. And Randall was oblivious until like something happened to him to where his, he almost died and he got he had to have that reflection on his life and feels like he didn't do anything dante even says it he was like i had i almost had whatever everything i wanted you know it was within my grasp and then it all got ripped away from me so it just goes to show that a lot of times we can be oblivious to what other people even our best friends are going through so it it definitely speaks to look at what going on around you and the people that you love and like mm -hmm. kind of take that take other people's struggles into into um consideration you know and in like really the true meaning of friendship is being there for each other and randall at this time is not really there for dante when he needs it until it's yeah. too late right there's always that point where he's like but Dante's always There's there. Never enough him. time. Yeah, Dante's always there. I mean, Dante call, gets his ex-wife to to loan the twenty-five well, grand to make his movie. Ex-fiance yeah. to loan the twenty-five grand to make his movie, and she's an absolute bitch. Yeah, and he and puts up his half of the quick stop as collateral. His half of the quick stop to put up as collateral, and it's not even his movie; it's Randall's movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like it just shows you that it kind of teaches you the lesson: there's never enough time right it, it, it's always too late 
right? So let's let's try to be better people, essentially, before it's too late. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Randall has this realization that he's a shitty person to Dante. Dante, who's been his number one for his entire life, since they were 12 years old, I think, right? Yeah. And it isn't until Dante is literally on his deathbed that Randall's like, you do mean something to me, and then he dies. Well, you know? it's, it's that FOMO, man. Like He realizes that Dante was everything for him and that now he's about to lose that. And he's so he's come to the realization that, oh, shit, like the most important person in my life, someone who actually cared about me is is gone is good, you know, is dying. And I love that scene, man, like the hospital scene. Well, when him and Bex are sitting in the movie theater watching the movie, beautiful. And she says, you know, don't you want to stay till the end? And he is like, no, I've already seen it. And I I trust the director. And then he walks away and then dies. I was like, fuck, man. Like that, that was heavy. Like it, it just hits different. It doesn't hit as a normal Kevin Smith movie. And I think a lot of people that go into it and are review bombing the shit out of it are, are just doing so because they feel some sort of way. Um, it, the it, it just feels some sort of way about like, yeah Kevin and you know being previous and Aaron honey it's okay if you're blowing up the chat I'm, I'm appreciate that you're participating but it just yeah it hits different like it's not a normal Kevin Smith movie like if you feel some way about Kevin Smith or somebody he's wrong in the past or some shit he's done like I see a lot of people screaming about the clownfish TV shit and I get it but it just clownfish it hits me. Yeah, he went on this show and did an interview with them when the leaks about Masters of the Universe came out. The plot leaked, and he basically called them liars and said that's not how it's going to be. And then it was, and he never apologized. So people are pissed off about it, and yada yada yada. But get over yourselves. There's some contractual stuff that he has to basically. Tom Holland said for a year, Andrew Garfield and, <laughs> and Tobey Maguire are not in this movie. Well, guess what? <laughs> I mean, he went to prison pretty good lengths to like basically calling liars but it's whatever man every time i've met the man he's been nothing but generous with his time and he's been nothing but just the coolest dude man and this movie is just i would argue that this is probably my favorite movie of his yeah it's he it's a love letter man this movie is essentially a love letter it's a love letter to this character it's a love letter to his time at the quick stop like he talks at the end credit scene he talks about his time at the quick stop and how how he views the customers now versus how he viewed them back then and like it's a love letter to his time at the quick stop it's a love letter to all the question the customers that have come in and he based this movie off of it's a love letter to everybody who's willing to walk into the store one more time with him in this movie so it's it's so well done and a love letter to his career no ish rob liefeld is completely different <laughs> but wouldn't, wouldn't you say it's a love letter to his career absolutely yeah where he is personally today yeah i don't know man like can i just tell you one thing that bothered me about this movie absolutely let's hear it what the fuck is going on with jason Mew's mouth did you did he get teeth work or something done uh, I don't. I haven't noticed. The enti- every time he talks, I'm like, dude, are you wearing dentures? 
I could wow. not get past his teeth, dude. I, I don't noticed. know what the fuck I was watching, but something about his teeth. Aaron, help me out. Did you notice it? Because <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't notice it, Matt, because the minute he starts talking, I was like, what the hell is in his mouth? It looks like he's wearing dentures. I just love, she says, I'm with you. I didn't notice it, but I loved all the the references in it. Like, and it, I, I, I noticed more the second watch, like on his hat in one of the scenes on, on Jay's hat, he's got a little pin of Leonardo Leonardo from the animated series on his hat. Um, he wears a buy me toys shirt, which is a, which is a mall rats callback in it, in the movie. And the, yeah, it's just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find an image of, of him in that movie. I mean, he might've had like, I think he had some work done on his teeth too, because every time he opens his mouth, I'm like, the fuck is going on? Maybe. I don't know. But I don't I know. like the nod to to them all thinking that he was filming a porno because that's what everyone thought when he was eventually talking. Yeah, 28 days. What does he say? Yeah, it's going to take 28 days for him to learn how to blow himself or something. What does he say? I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, it's... I don't know what he said. Can I tell you what I did love about this, though? Because this is sure. this is like a limited release, right? Like, Yeah, it only goes till Sunday, the 18th. So sitting in a movie theater by the way the movie theater i went to was absolute shit i'm not gonna blast them on here but i'll never go back there but the movie theater i went to sitting next to all these people in their uh quick stop shirts i was wearing my movie shirt uh all these true fans that were there in this movie theater to watch this and we're all laughing and we're all talking about like before the movie started we're all talking about you know, I was asked, we were talking about the movies pop-up that happened, a few, uh, what was that, like a year ago, I think, or something. Yeah. And and all talking about Kevin Smith and this and that. And, oh, did you hear they're making a Tusk, a Tusk sequel? Like, why the <laughs> hell are we getting a Tusk it, sequel? Like, yeah. like, we were all, yeah, like overly whitened, Aaron. Yeah, it was something weird. I don't know what it was. But uh, that was so cool to be in a theater and sitting there, like, with real fans. Because... This isn't a movie that it's not like a Marvel movie when you go opening night and there's like casual people there, right? Like these mm-hmm. were all true fans of the franchise. You know what I mean? Like true, like diehard fans enough to go the first night and dress up in their gear and stuff. I got, dude, so many people are like, where the hell? I was wearing my movies Phoenix Sun shirt. You know which one I'm talking about, Matt? Yeah, that they had for the pop up. Everybody's like, where the hell did you get that shirt? I was like, dude, I got it at the pop-up. Apparently there wasn't that many of them or something. I don't, I don't know. But everybody's like, that's a fucking awesome shirt. Now I wish I owned a quick stop shirt because everybody was there in quick stop shirts. <laughs> but uh yeah. and it was just awesome, dude. Just being around. It reminds me of um going to like like Comic Con and and like sitting in a in a panel. Oh, the, the Aaron, Aaron just fixed it for you. It yeah. hasn't come through yet. Um, she said, 21 nights to cinematically suck his own dick. That's what it was, dude. I was laughing so fu- harder than I probably should have. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. Uh, 
I just, she says, I just want to add to my earlier thoughts that I told Matt listening to Kevin Smith at the end of the movie, seeing his personalized thank you notes in the credits, seeing him talk about his life and dot, dot, dot. She's probably still these, um, that was dude. Some of the stuff, dude, we're talking about the end of the movie is getting me teary eyed right now. I don't think a movie's ever really had that effect on me. I don't know. All of that is just really made me see why Matt loves him so much. Made me agree with Matt so much about how cool it would be for him to marry us. Oh, it'd be fucking awesome, dude. I just want him to do it so I could go get a, go get my fucking blunt man and chronic signed. <laughs> That's all I want in this life is get my blunt man and chronic funk co-pop signed. But I don't know, man. Hey, it's just such a fucking great movie. Ish, are I, you you're not into clerks at all, you were saying? Nah. I thought what clerks two I... was kind of painful to watch. Oh my god, Ish. So I don't know about Clerks Three. Yeah, I wasn't okay. a fan of Hey, even fucking Kevin Smith says he's a terrible filmmaker. So let's not make any bones about this. Oh. That's like me saying I'm a mediocre podcaster. It's it's stating facts, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and you're glad to do, and and you're glad to do it, right? And you'll keep doing it as long as you know people want you to do it. And that's what he says too. He's like, as long as people want me to make movies, I'll make them, and you know, make a bunch of money. But he's like, but I am a shitty movie director, and yeah, I'll give this, him credit at least for self awareness. Like, he does. But he has something. made like Dogma is a pretty good polished movie. That's you watch that, and that's you know you don't sit there and go, oh, that's made by an amateur. Do you so know that had, when Dogma, his moments. He, he talks about it in the credits, like it, Dogma, when Dogma came out, it was Lionsgate's highest, uh, like grossing movie they've ever come out with. At the time, sure. Made like $30 million or something like that. What was he saying, Matt, in the credits? Well, because Lionsgate was a little Canadian company at that point. Like they yeah, yeah, he said basically Lionsgate was built. Made, yeah, they released like little art films and stuff. Yeah, he like helped build Lionsgate. So it was like really nice to like, didn't he, didn't he say, or no, he, there was another studio that was trying to get the rights to this film. And it always should have been Lionsgate is what he was saying or something to that effect. Exactly. I understand he's he's self-aware and then he says he's a shitty director. But what draws me to his movies, man, is that I connect to him. Like I've had these conversations with people like I've worked in in jobs like this. Like yep. I know how annoying customers can be. Customers are not self-aware. They don't know this. They don't understand or know the stupid shit they're saying. And I'm sure Ish can can attest to that. Like you get people every once in a while that say some of the most dumbest shit and you, it just makes you scratch your head. Like what, what are you talking about? Where do you even get this shit or come up with this shit? And like, it just connects me because it connects to me on the fanboy level. The things I talk about on my friend with my friends, he talks about in this movie and situations and, and things like that. And he just adds a little bit more crudeness to it. And it just, it just connects with me. I, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. I, there are movies of his that I can't stand like cop out or yoga hosers and he can't stand cop out yeah or yoga hosers but i'm not saying he's a fantastic film director by any means but like you hear all the time like never meet your heroes and i've never had a bad experience meeting kevin or jay and i've met them, I've met them both multiple times it's just like they've always kevin's always been a, a just a genuine dude and that's kind of why he's like, like most people regard him as kind of like the resident, like nerd, right? He's kind of like, 
for this kind of stuff that we're into the star wars the marvel and dc he's kind of like i feel like he's the spokesperson for all of it you know what i mean like he he, he is kind of and then it almost sometimes feels a step further like he's shilling for them like he's never gonna say a bad thing ever about a marvel or dc movie uh he came out and said some pretty bad things about dc but did he pick on specific movies? Because those movies come out, and he makes video, and he cries, and he loved it. I mean, he, he picks on like the and... the original Green um, Green Lantern movie and stuff. I know he said things about Justice League and Batman versus Superman that weren't exactly uh, praising. On Fat Man, the, his podcast, he came out and said stuff about yeah. what they got wrong. Uh, what was the other thing? Like sometimes he's he's kind of like he's a fanboy, so like you'd have to do a lot to get. I think at a point when he was like that IMDb ambassador, and he went on those IMDb cruises, then I think it was like his job was like thumbs up. Everybody. Well, that was just for Comic Con. I mean, yeah. essentially, that's what the IMDb stuff was for. But I get it, man. I understand why people don't like him, but. There's just and I get the I opposite. Connect. I get why he's he's super popular and he has. You I know, connect he has with this huge, movie, man. Huge following. But like like I said, I don't always connect with this movie. I did not like Clerks too. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Tusk or Yoga Hosers. Um, but this movie, dude. Oh, fuck, dude. I always I say the first the half of times. Tusk is Tusk is one of those rare occasions where it's two different movies, like. The first half of Tusk is phenomenal, and then once they transform, once he transforms into the monster, it shits the bed. So, Justin, speaking of Tusk, Justin Long's little cameo in this in Clerks Three was so fucking funny, dude. His little when he's the nurse, he's like, "I gotta shave your scrotum." Yeah. Oh, dude, I was laughing my ass off, and he's using some weird voice. I don't know where the fuck that voice came from. I don't know, dude. I, I this I just I don't know. I could watch this movie a hundred times. I don't think and get bored of it. Where Rails talking about his his small dick and how he's been telling Dante for years that it, it's big. Yeah, and then he doesn't want to be in the room. Yeah. When he's getting shaved because he doesn't want the mystique to be. Yeah. <laughs> I like how him and Elias have the same like Mount Rushmore tattoo on their legs. <laughs> yep. Did you and know uh, Blockchain is Harley Quinn's boyfriend? I did. Yes. Yeah, blockchain, blockchain, Coltrane. Yep, I did. Mm-hmm. Name's Austin. Harley Quinn Smith makes a couple cameos in this movie. She's at the well, funeral she's... for Dante. She's working in the quick stop at the end. She's Jay's daughter. I don't know and... if she's working there. She's just wearing the outfit and she's like milkmaiding. She's playing the role her grandmother played in the original. Yeah, because Kevin's mom—that's who's Kevin's mom played. She was the milkmaid. She is she is Jay's daughter in Jay and Silent Bob. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. That's yeah. why she's there at the funeral. Yep. Oh, dude, I was like, were you laughing your ass off when they thought he was like, "Hey, we got to help Dante," and he's like, "Dante, who the fuck is Dante?" I think yeah. thought his name was Sergio or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just so many one-liners in this thing. It, like dude, just the callbacks, dude. Like dental school, like uh-huh. the fact that he's returning dental school which is the tape the girl the first time you meet randall in the first one the girl's sitting outside of quick stop or rst video wanting to rent dental school like just that call back and he's like how much mm-hmm. do i owe you for late fees and he's like twenty eight thousand dollars he's like oh shit do you take crypto 
<laughs> or he says, oh, wait, it's not rewound. So $28,000 yeah. and 50 cents. 50 cents yeah. <laughs> and then he said, oh, dude, I could recite this whole movie. I've only seen it once. And then he says, uh, he says, oh, shit, do you take crypto? He's like, why? Do you have crypto? He's like, no. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I love the fact, too, like, the real reason Kevin Smith shot Clerks 1 in black and white is because he couldn't afford a, a colored camera. So he went with a black and white one. And I love the fact that they he worked it in there to this one that he, it, you know, Bob shoots it in black and white because he wants it to look like it's it's coming from a security camera. And so it's called being an artist. So I, I just love which I've heard him say that stuff. before. I, I've heard him. He said that before the security camera thing, hasn't he? Because uh, when I've he said it in it. the movie, when he said it in the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, but like I'm pretty sure I've heard him say that before. Because the colors in the quick stop are ugly. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. I just like I said, I could go on and on and on about this. I already did a video reviewing it. I liked it. I loved it at first. And then I, when I rewatched it, there were some things that were like, all right, it's not like a 10. It's not like a masterpiece by any means, but I loved it. Um, Would you say it's better than Clerks 2? Uh, it is better than Clerks 2. Yeah. But I, I so hold you saw off it twice in theaters. Mm hmm. I hold all three of these movies. Sunday. Yeah, I hold all three of these movies in high regard, man. Like, if I didn't have so much homework to do tomorrow, I would go see it again. I, I just think it. that there's so much. I love the commitment to by Elias too when he goes goth and renounces Jesus, and mm -hmm. every every shot he's in like a different goth getup, like Blade Runner. He's at one point he comes in like a dude from Blade Runner, and then he's like. Um, rocky horror picture show and it's just like like everything that he thinks that it. like a goth would be yeah. i love that the so the after credits is like a behind the scenes like interview with like the the actors on the movie and he's in the goth getup in his interview like he's in the full face paint and everything the whole theater died laughing when they when he came on screen to give his little interview and he's still oh yeah same, same with my theory yeah. <laughs> i don't know i don't know if we can get married anymore aaron she liked two better than one and three better than two i, I liked i liked three one two i think one dude i don't know three and one one are pretty... three two is one is always going to be the top for me man like you can't be one i just like the amount of heart that was in this one yeah but. I think that wins me over. You wanted more humor. I thought the fact that it had less humor made it more endearing to me. I don't know. I, don't know. Just I just super wanted... different preferences, I think. Yeah, I just wanted some different, like more humor in it and some different twists and turns and not just it to become like this complete meta retelling of the original clerks, but it's very linear. It is. Yeah, there's no there's no like there's no twists or turns, but well, there I is the shots. What? There, which one? Well, I, oh, the Dante, fact Dante dying it was a big twist. Yeah. And as soon as that, he, as soon as he's getting drunk, I said, Oh, they're going to kill him off in this movie. So I kind of, I had a little bit of forewarning and his fat. Um, and the fact that like they killed Becky and like, I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming. Like I was like, when they show it at the beginning, I was like, what the fuck? When they show the register with in memory. Oh, yeah. So 
I was like, yeah. this dude can't catch a break. Just but we're almost going in three hours. I could talk about this movie fucking all night. I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, if you want to go see it, go see it. Like you said, it's in theaters till the 18th. Um, if you don't go see it, I, it is, it's your loss, man. That's all I'm going to say. In my opinion. So I, I think it's a shame that there's really not much in theaters right now that this is not a wide release. But Jay and Silent Bob reboot wasn't either. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I, it was I, ever I gonna remember be... that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not like it's a crowded field right now out there in, in theaters. You know what I mean? Fucking Top Gun is still like a top three movie. You know? Well, what did I see? I think, it, later. I think I saw it only cost him like $70 million to make this movie. 70? Yeah. For Clerks 3? Yeah. I think so. That's an enormous amount of money. I think that's what it was. Are you sure it double- was $7 million? It might have been seven. Let me double check. Yeah, you gotta I'll think. Follow. You gotta think of seventies um, enormous. If they did like the, um, I'm wondering if a lot of it comes down to the travel and stuff for the road show and everything. Like they're gonna make a lot of that back because no, See, wonder, no other movies do the road the, show. He did that with the reboot movie, right? They they did like mm-hmm. almost like a live thing, and he wasn't in attendance at every showing, like almost like a, I think at comedy clubs. Yeah, they were showing seven million. That. Sorry, you're right. Seven million to make. So, so maybe they can make more money showing this at these personalized exclusive events oh, than yeah. as a wide release multiplex movie. I remember I wanted but... I wanted to go to the Jay and Silent Bob Road Show, and when I went to go buy tickets, it was sold out. Yeah. Um, I mean, the reason this movie got made is because all the DVD sales for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And about they, it. they talk about it. Yeah. So that's why they got to make Clerks. And he, he touches on that. A lot. So for he the DVD can, sales for the reboot movie from a couple of years ago? Yeah. He, it gave him funding to make. It gave him funding to make Clerks 3. And that... Um, he said that Lionsgate told him they gave him carte blanche and said, if you, whatever you stories you want to tell under this amount of money, we'll do it. And so, yeah, they didn't give him any oversight. It's pretty awesome. He got to make the movie he wanted to make without any oversight. So I just hope it leads to us getting them all rats too. And just seeing some of this other stuff come about. I, I would hate to see him wasted on Tusk too. I yeah, feel like that's too. a story that, happened it doesn't need to happen again but what are you gonna do but why why because yoga hosers tusk and what's the other one that are all in the same universe uh well yoga hosers and tusk are in the same universe and they are he wanted to do a horror one called moose jaws oh yeah but that one never got made right right he hasn't made that one yet supposedly in that movie jay and tom bob are going to be in it and you're going to get to see jason muse his jay get gored by this killer moose yeah, that was going to be his uh, Canadian trilogy. Yeah, the Great White North trilogy is what they call it. Yeah, no, I think True North trilogy. Um, uh, maybe I don't know. I just I know I've heard it called Great White North trilogy. Could we get, okay. dude? I hope this brings on. Like, wasn't he talking for a long time about a sequel to Dogma? Uh dude, I don't know if you could do that. With Alan Rickman's dead now, and you'd have to get well, Alanis Morissette involved again, and. And he doesn't own Dogma. Yeah. He, he doesn't own Dogma? Dogma is literally, this is a fact, Dogma is locked away 
and the Weinstein, like Harvey Weinstein brothers, safe in their vault. And it can never, ever be released on DVD or disc or streaming. That's why you cannot find that movie unless you ever got the original DVD release. Yeah, that's why it goes for like $169 on eBay. Yeah. What? They have that movie and they locked it in a vault. Kevin Dogma is going for a hundred. Yeah. I have it sitting on my shelf. The Blu-ray of Dogma. Not Blu-ray. I have the DVD. I just thought they never. Now Blu-ray is a problem. I think it's a bootleg too. Someone just transferring it to a Blu-ray disc. I have Dogma sitting on my shelf with the DVD. Yeah. That's insane. Right? Yeah, there's a weird history to that movie and who owns it and why it's what locked it away. Isn't... Nobody can nobody's allowed to release it or do a sequel to it or anything. Why is that? Why why can't they seize Weinstein's assets and like doesn't he owe people a bunch of money? His lawyers probably. Yeah, I don't know what the whole like background behind all that is. Oh yeah, Dogma on DVD is fourteen bucks on eBay, but that's DVD. Dogma DVD two disc special edition nineteen ninety seven on eBay. But the Blu-ray is that hard to get, huh? Well, here's one: Dogma full Blu-ray, Dogma twenty five dollars. But it's probably a bootleg or something. No, it doesn't look like a bootleg. Like, I don't even see like I see Kevin Smith selling every other movie on his his website except for Dogma. Yeah, it says here Dogma is unavailable to stream or purchase digitally due to the film's rights being owned personally by Bob and Harvey Weinstein in a deep in a deal that predates streaming. They literally have like the master copy of the movie locked away in a vault. It is also out of print on home media, leading to 2019 and it's the, the 20th market. anniversary of a re- release. He wasn't even able to do anything for the 20th anniversary. Yep. yep. So what happens, I guess. Hollywood. Petition. Return the movie rights to Do- of Dogma to Kevin Smith. Only 791 have signed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, even the movie is 40 bucks for the DVD on Amazon. I just saw it. I just saw it for $13 on Amazon. I'm looking at it right here DVD $40.99. The sad fact is, you could probably go to like a pawn shop or like a Goodwill and probably find it there. Get the VHS. I bought mine from Goodwill. Yeah, twenty dollars in so DVD twenty dollars and fifty cents new from nineteen ninety five used from thirty one ninety seven. Probably bootleg. It says it's yeah, an so basically all region. It's the import. Yeah, basically, there's a better chance of a cop out sequel than there is to a dogma sequel, right? But he doesn't own the rights to that movie, but he can't make a sequel to it. Because no, doesn't he own Einstein's have it locked, bro? Yeah, that movie, that that print, but 
if he makes a sequel to like doesn't he own the concept of it he doesn't own anything they own the characters they own the story they own the movie but he was able to put ben affleck and matt damon as those characters in what movie were they in he matt damon shows up as a loki in um reboot reboot yeah, so Matt Damon's in reboot as Lo- as that character. Yeah, but Loki is a Loki is a North Norse mythological character. That's public domain. Hmm. Like the viewer knows it's you know because it's Kevin Smith. It's the Loki from this movie. But this technically, movie, it's like it's not. You know, this movie is so hard to get that it's the only Kevin Smith movie I don't own. On Blu-ray, on Blu-ray or DVD. Why don't you have it on DVD? You can get it right now. Because that's a lot of money to pay for it for forty bucks. But hey, if you're a big fan, and if there is one Kevin Smith movie I would have in my library, it would be Dogma. And I don't want what, like dude? so that right here, all like Blu-ray, boot, bootlegs and shit. I don't want a fucking bootleg. I don't think this is Blu-ray because this is what my my movie or uh, not Blu-ray. This is what my uh, right here twenty dollars DVD. Yeah, I might I have to pick that up. Then. But it's the import. It's the all region. But this yeah, matter. so it's it works the same. I have all region. Like some of my supernatural box sets, they're all region. They're just they're the same. And it's going to be in English. But it'll have like an yeah. accent. No, no. All all it means all region NTSC. It means that it runs on PAL DVD players and the other format. That means it runs on both. That's all that. No, means. the other format is NTSC. That's us. Okay, so NTSC runs NTSC. And then so it also runs on PAL. That's what all region Supposedly, means. if it says all region, yeah. One of my Blu-rays is this, the Supernatural box set Blu-ray that I have. It's from, like, Canada. Yeah, I'm just not... This looks like it's coming from, like, Korea or something. I'm telling you, dude. I, I'm pretty sure you're fine. Hey, it's better than not owning it. Yeah, but... At least you have a cool Korean version. Like I said, I could probably find it at Goodwill or a pawn shop. I just have to go look. It is for 34 But all right, well we're at three hours, Lance. Let's uh oh yeah, let's call it a night. We'll start talking let's wrap about this up. Um, about dogma DVDs. So just a little bit of news. Um unfortunately Max is going to be leaving us. Next week is going to be his last show. Um he's decided to go to rehab for his drinking problem. Yeah. So we are going to start holding um and be looking out for a new permanent host on the show to replace him. So if you think that you want to get into podcasting or you think you have something to offer this show, or you think that, you know, anything like that, you'd be a good fit. Uh, hit us up on the socials, let us know. And we'll, we'll try you out on a couple episodes and see what we, what we come across. But um, Max just, is going to go do the family thing and said he wants to step away. So he said he'll be on from time to time, um, but he just can't do it every week like he has been so so, so i'm, I'm sure he'll come on torch when... now for lord of the rings 
<laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to carry the torch. It's all Man, on you. I'm, I'm losing my rings, buddy. Next week will be his uh, final official host episode, right? Yeah. Yep. So. so. All right. Wish Max all the I best of his future endeavors. Week. But if you are interested in potentially joining the the crew, uh, hit us up on socials and we'll uh, give it a go. But. Yeah, anything else you want to talk about, Ish? Yeah, real quick. I don't know if you guys talked. I missed like the first 30 minutes. Did you guys talk about Madame Webb and uh, Craven? I did not. We did not, know What's happening? So that's kind of big news. Sony has announced, not that the movies are canceled, but they've kind of halted production on it Thank here in hiatus. goodness. Uh, Craven really? and Madame Webb, yes. Um. What was they put didn't they push it to make a sequel to something? Another Venom think, movie? No, I thought there was something that Morbius two a sequel to that. I would I would delay all movies just to make Morbius two. Um what? That, that should be a priority. <laughs> no, no, it should not. I'm just kidding. It's not Morbin. It is not Morbin time here. You know, a customer today at the shop was telling me that they're like, oh, I saw that Blade might be getting canceled. And I was like, what? I don't think so, because they just they just had it. And on. I think I think they might have misunderstood the other story of the movie being moved from next to Blade to next to Fantastic Four, and they probably saw Blade. Yeah. Anyway, that's now a rumor that's been put out there. Do you think it's El... So they're saying three Sony movies. I'm wondering if it's El Muerto. I don't understand why that movie's even made. I don't either. I really think it's pandering. They want to come out with a movie with a with a with a primary Latino figure, like in this in this uh, mainstream. That it, it's just pandering to people. I don't know. Man, why is... cancel uh, Spider-Man related projects? Because they're trash. Because Morbius, yeah, but they make money. Morbius, yeah, made no money. It. you're saying you're not going to go see a Craven movie? No, I'm not. Especially not with the the way they're portraying it. I may I may I I probably will go see it. But Morbius made no money, dude. I mean, they re-released it in a movie. I think it made six million. I'm yeah. just not. I'm just overthrowing money at these movies to see them just to see them, man. Like, it's not worth it anymore. I've been burnt twice now by Venom, burnt by Morbius. It just Sony has no fucking clue what they're doing. We there's taking need... liberties with your characters, and then there's taking liberties with your characters, and that's what Sony does. They take mad liberties that don't need to be had. Or the fact that they're coming out with Spider-Man movies with no fucking Spider-Man in it. Well, and Craven the Hunter is a hunter, and yet they're gonna have him be an animal con- like a animal activist in this movie. Like it doesn't make sense. He hunts feelings. Yeah. <laughs> he hunts. He hunts. And, he hunts meat eaters. Yeah. He, he stands outside the KFC dug. and spearheads anybody that walks through the through the front door. And flowers. That's a movie uh, I would see. This like vent like a vigilante PETA person that just goes to goes to people's houses and kills them for eating meat. 
so stupid. <laughs> it, but then in a, in a twist move, like the house dog fucking mauls them to death. Yeah. <laughs> or they get food poisoning from like a piece of broccoli. <laughs> anyway, any, anything else-ish? No. I, I'm good, I guess. Lance, anything else? No, no, I, I'm good, man. Uh, All right. Yeah, we're good. Well, I want to say the big thank you to the chat, as always, to Aaron, Hartman Sports Cards, Patrick's, Joe's Doolin, um, Stick Boys. Uh, who else? Who am I, for, who am I forgetting? Your, Sam. Your fiance. Aaron, of course, the beautiful and lovely, lovely Aaron. Hartman. Um, Hartman. I thought I already said Hartman. Zaggy, Patrick. Um, just uh, the whole... Eric Williamson. Eric Williams. That's how I was forgetting. Good old Eric Sam. Williams. Whoever oh. this Fantastic World Comics was. Yeah. Who, who the fuck is that the guy? Fuck that guy. All right. Um, no, I want to thank everyone for hanging out, and that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Podcast. Uh, we will see you all next time. That's Matt. I'm Lance. That's Ish. Everybody <laughs> knows who he is. Like and subscribe. If you like the video, like and subscribe. Um, if again, if you want to join the cast, we're we're looking for a new host. So uh, yeah, hit us up on socials and then join that the party. Note, we outie. All you freaks and geeks, come all you freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink and some Cosby wine. <laughs> we'll come drink on, some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. <laughs> See you next time.